with shed so many tears and we're live with today's session in today's session we're going to talk about beliefs what do you believe in let's talk about that let's get it cracking but uh we're going to wait a little while for everyone to join in i'm going to send some requests slightly low let's see uh all right there we go how does that sound a little better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Should sound better now. All right. So let me go ahead and uh, request people the way they can show up and uh, get this cracking, you know. So today, talking about beliefs, belief system, um, how we, you know, incorporate these belief systems into our lives. How does it happen? When does it happen? Why does it happen? Can we get away from these belief systems? Can that actually happen? Can we, can we, you know, break away from these uh, ways of that we've um, basically, you know, collected through, you know, the path of living? Can we do that? Is that possible? I don't know. We're gonna get some perspectives here to uh, really talk about this. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm. Uh, Today I graduated. Well, I walked the line because I already had my degree. But because um, of the whole COVID shit, they fucking um, they uh, asked me if I wanted to walk the line. I really didn't um, just because I was like, I already have my physical copy. I mean, my physical degree. 
But uh, I mainly wanted to walk the line the way my kids can see me. Can see me, you know, like, like oh, shit, you know, he's doing his thing. But, um, all right. Let's get this cracking. Let's get this cracking. So today's special guest is Moctezuma. And he has, uh, his platform is called Chicano Marketer. And we're going to talk a lot about... Um, economics with the raza and we're going to discuss it in the point of view of why do we settle for nine to five why is that such a thing that got embedded into our lifestyle into our way of culture almost we're going to talk a lot about that too so let me let me bring in see if um is on here Oh, there he is. What's hey, up, man? How you, How you doing, doing bro? Sir, you look How's amazing. Everything, man? You look amazing. Uh, appreciate that, bro. Appreciate. That. I have to highlight the the positive aspects of Rasa. You know what I mean? We we yeah. we do we do have a lot of um uh you know a lot of stuff to congratulate our, ourselves, bro. You know, we do have to do that sometimes. We do have to uh you know take take a moment to just say you know what. We're doing good. We do, when we're doing good, we gotta we gotta focus and we gotta really, you know, take the moment to 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 to, to tell ourselves, you know, we're doing good. But yep. um, yeah, man, how's your day, bro? It's going good. Um, it's been a long week, but I'm excited. You know, it's it's Friday. Ya tengo tiempo. You know, it's been a minute since I've been on Instagram. So that's what's up, man. No, it, it's always good to catch up. You know what I mean? It's just to 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 talk about certain topics, but stay. If you wouldn't mind, bro, if you can tell us what it is that you do, because I know you you post a lot about like you know cryptocurrency and and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Can you talk a little bit about what you do? Simon, Simon, I look, I look a little like Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, first I want to congratulate you. I know you already said you got it on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I saw the post and, you know, yeah, you're moving behind the scenes. I do that as well, you know. I only post when like, when, when it's already happening and behind the yeah. scenes. People don't <laughs> yeah, know what goes on behind the scenes. But. That's right. So, yeah, um, there's a lot happening in the world, um, you know, especially even though I haven't posted Mainly, my posts are geared towards raza, so-called Latinos, Hispanic people. Um, you know, just solutions because I know that this system isn't perfect. And in my opinion, I know it's never going to be um, like flipped. 360 for us, you know, yes, mm -hmm. there, there is some, there can be improvements. Um, but, you know, I started talking about cryptocurrency on my channel because that's personally what I do. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on Instagram and talk about something I don't do. So I went on Instagram and I said, okay, let me just share what I do. And, you know, because we spend a lot of money <clears throat> on beer 
We spend a lot of money, you know, on just things we don't need. And, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, cuando alguien muere, when somebody dies, we make GoFundMes. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. life insurance. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into life insurance a little bit, um, but maybe you know more about it than me. But, yeah, so I'm just looking at ways of, you know, increasing our lifespan because I, I, I don't know the updates. Supposedly, this really caught me off guard that so-called Rasa. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about crypto. It did take a big dump. I know a lot of people, um, they saw the crash, which in, in what, what we say in the crypto space is it's at a discount. That means that the the lower the price, the cheaper I get it. It sounds dumb at first, but if you're investing in good projects, you know, long-term projects, not just meme coins, like how they say, if you invest long-term, I'm talking 20, 30, 20, 70, um, in my opinion, I do think crypto is here to stay because if the government um, mentions a digital dollar or digital coin, I do think that crypto is here to stay. So that's why I talk about it. Hmm. Uh, for sure, bro. This, this started like this, though. How and why did you get into that field? Like, I'm sure you started off believing that, you know, the nine to five, thing was like the thing to do right everyone starts off like that because that's just society that's just how 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 you start off you know from school you know that's the mentality you know oh after school you know you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get a little job you know give me a little car you know things like that now when did you get this urge to like just step out of the box and be like fuck the nine to five i can make money doing things on some whenever I, i want to type shit like you know what i mean not necessarily, you know, there's people that work only two, three months out of the year and they're fucking like the rest of the year, they're just fucking chilling. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but I love you. I love your lives. I think you're an amazing host, artist. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You do it amazing. I definitely love it. Um, when it comes to my journey, you know, this is something that's been heavy in my heart, which is honestly, I know I'm saying I'm very calm right now. I can get passionate. I, that may <laughs> happen in this, in this life. But, you know, I think and it com- when it comes to money, right? Rasa, we make money. We buy our trucks, you know, and, and which is good to build our houses in Mexico. You know, that's good, right? Because a lot of our parents or, you know, people who come here, you know, they want to give back to their home uh, town or their own house that they have back. Y eso se entiende, right? And, but I think a lot of people get caught up with, uh, I think you were talking, it's called the, yeah, instant gratification. You oh, know, uh, think, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think people have been manipulated and conditioned and, and brainwashed because of this system. You know, the system is very consumer-based. Um, yes, it also allows for uh, to be a producer, but I think Rasa, this is one thing that's been in my heart, which is we got to stop calling ourselves hard workers. Um, mm. Today I was at a restaurant and, you know, I saw, and, you know, this can be anybody. It doesn't, you know, color is a whole lot. But there was this white couple, you know, and I was eating by myself. I do that. I do that a lot. I don't know how people here do that. I, I go by myself to eat. So 
they were sitting and a Hispanic man um shows up dressed up. Um he sits down. I assume he was like a friend. I mean, yeah, they're friends. I mean, they're friends, basically. And it turns out to be that that guy is uh the employee of the white man sitting on that table. That's good. They're watching out for their employee, but it made me think, like, when we talk about ourselves in groups, and my, this is what Malcolm X said. You know, Malcolm X said that our arguments, our discussions, anything like that must be behind closed doors because if anybody on the outside hears us, you know, they'll have this perception of us. And But when we call us, look, the media already calls us, look, it's all planned. They call us laborers. Right. They call us, um, oh, you know, people who just do the construction work, which I'm not hitting on it. Right. I've done all of this. I've done all of that work. I've cut grass. I love it. But it's all about how we speak about ourselves. I don't call myself a hard worker anymore. I call myself a smart, intelligent producer, a smart. I'm a scientist. I'm a engineer. You know, I think we disconnected from loving math because this school system yeah, honestly i'm seeing a correlation that people would when you go in a room and you say raise your hand if you love math i bet you just one person or zero will raise their hand um mm. so yeah that's why i got into it because i feel like our people are being labeled by media but unfortunately we label ourselves in a, in a negative way we flip it you know kind of how when the black community with the n-word but yeah let's eliminate some things and i truly believe that we have to flip how we talk about ourselves and see ourselves so cryptocurrency now let me uh let me butt in a little bit bro because this kind of goes aligned with uh and i'm sure people that have like you know walked the line or seen you know walking the line and stuff like that there's and i i understand there's like pride behind this but it's like it puts the stamp that we're just laborers. People went, went with their botas, and some people actually went with botas that were like used, like in the fields, you know what I mean? To represent, oh, somos trabajadores. Mm. But it's like, do you really want to put that stamp to the world mm -hmm. and say, this is what, to, what is to be expected once I'm in the fucking working field? Like, that, that's like symbolism almost, giving ourselves, embedding that idea that that's all we are. Mm. Wow. I see. And that's why you came dressed up. You know, I like that. Um, we're probably on the same frequency. And, you know, that's just been in my heart. That's, that's why I bring it up. Because, honestly, we stamp ourselves too much on one picture. Like, I'm tired. Look, look, for people who don't know my background, right, my mom, she cleans houses. I grew up. Mm watching my mom clean houses. My dad works in retail, right? My mom, both of my parents, right? They don't have uh, managerial positions. My mom did, you know, she opened her business, right? And so one day, um, I was cleaning toilets and I was like, okay, I'm cleaning toilets. And yeah, I take pride in it. Uh, look, like I humble myself, right? Because when I'm in working in some other place, 
you know, I always say thank you to the person who cleans the school. You know, when I go visit my high school, I make sure I really greet and and I thank the the worker, the lady, um, the human being who cleans our schools. You know, and I feel like, unfortunately, on Facebook and with these memes, nothing against it. But honestly, it's so stamped even in my head. When I think about Rasa, why do I always think about boots, uh, construction, cutting grass, and I always think about mm -hmm. the females, uh, why, like the females holding the cleaning bucket? That's unfortunate um, because yeah. it's, we're, st we're, stamp we're stamping ourselves. So, orale. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? When Yo, salutations, my brother. That's just man. You know, one thing you mentioned, bro, that saludando uh, the, the people, like, you know, just anyone and everyone, bro, and treating them just the same, bro, because I do that, bro. I take pride in doing that, bro. Like, I literally stop myself of what I'm doing just to say, whatever, you know what I mean? I take pride in that, bro. Yo, but with that being said, I'm a buddy real quick, and I'm gonna say congratulations to gracias, you, my brother. Hey, gracias, bro. I appreciate that. You know, this is just hey, me showing. Hey, hey, you deserve that, bro. Hey, gracias. Hey, bro. you deserve that shit, man. You know, it's crazy. The same colors you're wearing, that's the colors I graduated from high school. That shit was like ten years ago, <laughs> dog. I'll be back. That's what's up, man. Hey, yeah. what is that? Is it red or is it maroon? It's maroon, it, ain't it? It's like maroon, like almost yeah, like burgundy, Maria. Yeah, see, so that those were the colors that that I graduated with uh, uh, from high school, bro. You just brought me back. That's what's up, man. See, hey, I just I just want to cut in real quick, my brother. Uh, how can I address you, bro? With the shades, just I don't know, just family, brother. What's up? All right, bro. That's what I would call you. So, yeah, I was trying to ask for your name, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna say this, bro. It's it's I just I just you know I just came into the conversation right now. Feel me? So, but basically, what I heard. Is you take pride in 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 doing you know y'all was talking about laborers, yeah. The the way I try to put it to people is that you have to understand that not a lot of people can do what we do, bro. Mm. Like that is a trait that we have, and that it's not because I'm doing hard labor, I, bro. I, I was out in Bakersfield for two years, my brother. I know what it's like to be out in the fucking field. Mm -hmm. Feel me? It's not it's not something. I mean, I take pride in it. Why? Because I could do it. A lot of people fucking were passing out. Yeah. A lot of people were quitting within two hours of getting there. Because mm. I used to work for a staffing company. Within the first hour, two hours, the first mm. break that they had, they dipped the fuck out out of me. <laughs> so yeah. the way I want to say that. this, and, 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 you know, it's like, you know, we should be proud of who we are yeah. because we're built differently. It, it, it may be that we were conditioned to be this way, but now it's our job to take it and flip it for mm. a benefit for us. That's a good because, one. Because, like I said, I, I met people. I met people that, that, you know, were doing the same thing I was doing. Bro, I was out in the fucking field picking grapes. Mm. And that's it. It's not easy, my brother. I'm going to tell you like this. We used to start at 2.30 2 in the morning. Mm. Why? Because they want you out of there by 10.30. They want you to do the eight hours. And, and after, after 10.30, 12, 12 o'clock hits, the sun is so hot, bro, that, that they don't want to have to go through... Why? And I'm going to tell you why. Because we're, we're immigrants. Hmm. So, I mean, they don't want to have to pay us nothing. I mean, I was making, bro, I went from the day every year from making, what, $28 an hour to making 13 hmm. in Bakersfield. Like, how the fuck does that shit get paid, bro? I still got Bay Area bills. 
And I'm talking about, you know, I got I to gotta pay for, for my car bill. I got to pay for this. I got to pay for my phone bill. To this day, my area code is still 650. And that's because I don't want to go out there, feel me? Because I was going out there permanently. But this is what I'm saying. We shouldn't take pride in the fact that we're laborers. We should take pride in the fact that we are fucking hard workers. Yeah. In, in that perspective, yeah. And I we have that potential, here. bro. Yeah. Like, but, 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 but what y'all are saying is right, though. It's like, stop thinking about yourself as just a laborer. Mm. Because if you have that mind, bro, if you have that mindset to say, yeah, I'm going to do this when nobody else could do it, that's our thing, bro. Like, like they say, yeah, they're all workers, this and that. But no, we have this fucking mentality where it's like, if I have to do this, I'm going to do it. Mm. I grew up in a household, bro, where it was nine of us. Mm. And my pops, he had a fucking, he had a, he had a part time. I don't know how the fuck he made it work, but every day, you see him going to work. If we were to put our mentality, bro, to say, you know what, I'm going to do something better, we could, bro, I, I graduated high school fucking knowing calculus. I, I came over here in 2004, not knowing the language, right? I just spoke Spanish. That was it. But but the way we were raised, bro, it's like, you could do whatever the fuck you want, and you really can. But they want to keep us at a level where it's like, no, you're just a worker. No fucking not. I can start this business, that business, that business, and I can handle all of that shit because of the person that's been put on, put on me since the beginning. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like we have this this fucking mentality where it's like, yeah, you, yeah, you're great at what you do, yeah, sure, yeah. but who put that 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 limit on you? It's like, yeah, if I'm so good at fucking busting my ass fourteen hours a day out in the sun. When people are fucking passing out, giving up after the first hour, imagine if I put my mind on something better. Yeah, that's yeah. facts. Yeah. Watch. So hey, that, that was that was my thing, bro. I walked into. The yeah, this is a story that I wanted to share, man. Go ahead, go ahead. And I want to get you guys' perspective now that I got you guys in the live. Um, so check this out. This is a story that I heard. Um, I heard it some time back. It was it was about a cave, right? So, picture this. You've been in a cave for like mo like since you were like you know small like since you can remember and now you're an adult and you're basically shackled up and there's a flame behind you but you can't see it you can't see the flame you can only, that's, uh, you can only that's, see the, uh, that's Plato's that's Plato's uh, allegory yep, of the cave yep, right yep yep there you go and that's what it is right yeah 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 it is bro it is and you only see the reflection yeah. of the flame which hits the wall. And right, it's just right, like the right, shadows, yeah. right? Just picture shadows on the wall. You've been seeing shadows on the wall for, you know, your whole life. And so that's your reality. That's your reality that you, that you know, you know? One day you decide yeah. to escape that cave. So you, you, you know, somehow you take off the fucking, the, the, the shackles and shit, and then you, you leave the cave, right? So you have, your vision has to adjust to the, to the sunlight, leaving the cave, your, your whole you're out of whack. You know, you don't know. You're stumbling. Like, what the fuck is going on? And you realize that outside of that cave, it's another reality, a much yeah bigger perspective of a reality. Right now, trip out on this. The people that haven't heard this story, you go back into the motherfucking cave because you realize, oh shit, I left. I left my people back there. I gotta go rescue them. I gotta go free them. You go back there. You go in front of them and tell them, yo, 
I escaped this shit. There's more than this. There's way fucking more than this. Like you, you think gotta, they're gonna believe you? Check it out. So, what happens is that the thing that boggled my fucking mind and just like was the fact that yeah, they were non-believers, but because they just thought that you were another shadow on the wall. It's beautiful. See, so here's the thing about the actual the the the, the allegory of the cave. Right, and I, I believe I, I do believe this was Plato that wrote this fucking allegory. The word allegory just throws me the fuck out. Like I know what a metaphor is, a simile, but a fucking allegory, like that sounds like the most white fucking man-made word in the world mm -hmm. to me, bro. So there's there's a bunch of people, like as you mentioned, in a cave. There's a flame behind them that casts a shadow in front of them. That's that's the whole world. They were born into this shit, as you mentioned, Brown. They were, you know, this is all they know. Now, there's a time where some other motherfucker just comes into the cave, stumbles into the cave. And he just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah, they're shackled. And all that they know is the fucking, the, the, the shadow in front of them. Not knowing that it's them casting that shadow. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you think about just that part, bro, this is such a fucking... Uh, maybe that's why it's called an allegory. Mm. This shit is this this shit go deep, bro. It it's like if you think about it, that the 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 shadow you casting is like the consequences for your actions. Bro, this is deeper than a black dude inside of a midget. Right. So it's like so so <laughs> hey so so think about it. The 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 How shadow you, you casting, it's like it's like hey that's like the consequence of your actions. But here's the thing: you don't know that your actions have those consequences, mm. even though you've seen it. Coming from where we come from, bro. If if I do something that's that hell out of pocket, and I get arrested. That's gonna that's a shadow that I'm gonna cast in front of me. Yeah. And then 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 there comes some random ass motherfucker talking about you know this and that, bro. Hey, there is something better. Then that's where you're like, bro, bro. But this is how I live my whole life. Mm. Like like my hey my uncles were drug dealers, shit. Hey my cousin was gangbangers, this and that, whoopy whoop. This is what I know. But you telling me there's something better now? Yeah. You can't judge the whole group, bro, to say, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna react properly because there's it's 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 a hard thing, bro, to, to realize that what you've been doing ain't right. Yeah. Like that's that's one of the hardest things that and, and I'm gonna tell you why, because a lot of people won't be like, Yeah, nigga, you you are you a B I T C H sound. <laughs> oh, you yo, you ain't down no more. Like that type of shit, bro. It's like that's the shit that 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 makes you really doubt. And it's like you know you're doing something better. Yeah. Why? Because you seen that 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 it's a flame behind you, casting that shadow. That it's a curse behind you. That that taught you that, bro. Mm. And that was like if you try to change it, like I said, fucking congrats, bro. You graduated, my dude. Appreciate that, bro. Hey, hey and 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 something like that, bro. It's like that's what we should be celebrating. Instead of saying, yeah, hey, you got another, you know, you got another whoopy whoop on you, whatever the, whatever the fuck it is, bro. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking shadow that we've had. And at the end of the day, when you think about a shadow, it's a curse, bro. Man, what did you take from the story, carnal? Guatemo? Man, honestly, I think he asked a good question, too, right? What did, I think influence is so important and... This is something that I've been thinking about, and this is what I do here in my local community, so-called community 
um, just El Pueblo over here. You know, I think this is facts. Y'all y'all can uh, confirm or um, debunk. But I think we should gather a lot of Latino barbers because they have, they have, in my opinion, they have strong influence because a lot of people who sit on their chairs, you know, they come from different walks. But one of the things that, that I'm doing right now is that I gathered a lot of these barbers, you know, we came together and, you know, a lot of gang members sit down on their chairs, a lot of, um, you know, just other types of people, right? Even so-called scientists, like actual, like <laughs> people doing everything, anything that they do. But I think that we also, like in the black community, you know, when they go in the barbershop and they have the talks, like they're all like gathered. I think mm. uh, another, um, I don't know how it is in barbershops you've been to, but in a lot of the barbershops from Latinos, I feel like we don't really talk about things that we should be talking about. And I think that's a Bro, good opportunity. If you know me, I'd be bringing up gang of shit at the barbershop. <laughs> oh, I make motherfuckers talk, bro. <laughs> mm. Nah, hey, so so check it out, bro. Hey, uh, I'm from I mean, I'm from the Bay, bro. So so I don't know, I, I don't know the culture out like, you know, in Southern California. Ever since I came from Mexico, bro, this is this is what I've known. I mean, I was out in New York for a little bit, I was out in Chicago for a little bit. That, those were months. I've lived most of my life. That was since, what, 2004, 2005? I in the Bay. And I grew up around a lot of, you know, my black brothers. So if I go into a barbershop, it's a bunch of old motherfuckers just talking about how life is, bro. When I go into a, hey, no, it's some real yeah. shit, bro. Like, like, that's almost like therapy to a motherfucker. Mm. Like, feel me? Like, when I go out to, if I go to a barbershop, bro, like, this is some real shit. Either I watch the movie Barbershop, <laughs> Or I go to an actual fucking barbershop. Yeah. And I'm talking about, you know, I got a couple where I'm from. So I'll be going in there and they'll be like, what's up, y'all? I'll be like, yeah, what's up, man? You know, I'm going through this bullshit, that bullshit. Now, we don't want it's a Hispanic fucking, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say Hispanic, you know, for, for, for just to include everybody or Latino or Latinx or whatever the fuck they want to. Nigga, indigenous peoples, yes, nigga. That's what I say. <laughs> fuck all that fucking labeling and shit, whatever it is. When I go to my people's barbershop, it's a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> they don't even want to talk to me, bro. They're just yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to cut your hair. And that's that. Get the fuck up out of here. You feel me? <laughs> so it's like, bro, if, if if we can understand. So here's the thing, bro. When, when it comes to, to the separation of the color brown, there's there's no such thing as a black person. I met a midnight motherfucker. I mean, he was goddamn near, you know, purple, but he still was not black. Hey, I'm brown. My brothers are darker than me. Hey, I used to have a cousin. We, well, I still do. You know, he ain't dead yet, but we used to call that motherfucker Asuli. Every time the sun hit him, bro, he looked like he was blue. He was so dark, bro. Hey, that motherfucker was goddamn near fucking navy blue. And it's and it's crazy that the separation of our friend, people, huh? bro, because we go through the same shit. Hey, hey, blood, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, check it out, nah. nah, but for real, check it out, bro. Uh, it's, it's it's a separation of peoples, bro. But when you can divide, then you can conquer. Yeah, and so, and, and, That's for sure. And at the end of the day, this is my message, bro. Like we, we sh 
Go, go ahead, go ahead, brother. For the sake of the conversation, I just want to ask you, and for the people listening, who, who, who do you think is dividing us? We are. The, the, that, hey, the goddamn white man. This is a good one. I think it's us, bro. Hey, let's not get... I think it's us because no, of white but, hey, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. thank you for that. I was just going to get there. Yeah. You you completely right. Because we've been, you know, uh, institutionalized. We've been fucking, like, like carried in a way for, what, hundreds of years. We've been taught this, this and that, and this is what you're supposed to do, and this is what you have to do. To a point where it's like, now it's us. With this question, ends it all, bro. Because we've been conditioned. Who's killed us more, whites or us? Uh, depending. No, that that's a tricky question, man. Why? Why? Is because that you're speaking of us as 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 indigenous peoples, us or as, are you speaking of okay, us? Us as your immediate neighborhood, your immediate surroundings. Who's killed your people? More mm-hmm. whites or your own people? us? Us, there you go. We, yeah. we, yeah, yeah, we have, but that's because we've been conditioned. Like yeah. I said, you divide and you conquer. Uh-huh. You and go. this didn't start now, it started in 1492, baby. Yep, yep. 1492, when the, when the fucking Spanish arrived and they made us think, hey, who betrayed us? Our own people. Yep. We've been conditioned for hundreds of years to fucking kill each other. Why? Because if I ain't got to kill you, I ain't going to kill you. I'm going to make you kill each other. Mm. Then I win, motherfucker. My hands are clean. Poncho Pilato, mi rey, me lavo la mano, you. Yeah. You feel me? But it, it's not that. We want to do it. It's just something we've been conditioned to do. So now at this point, we have to break that fucking cycle, my brother. Mm. For sure. I say, you know what? Yeah, you light skin, I'm dark skin, but we still come from the same peoples. Mm. Why do why do why do I have something against you? Hey, when I was when I was younger, they said, "Hey, pinche güero, pinche preto." Mm. Why the fuck do we have to talk to each other like mm. that? Like, don't we have enough for people calling us beaners, uh, fucking wetbacks? No, it's like if you're lighter than me, hey, pinche güero. If I'm darker than you, ah, pinche mato preto, pinche indio. We've been conditioned. Mm. And that's hundreds of years, my brother, of, of, of you know, us fucking hearing this shit. You lessen this because of the mestizo. Who mestizo. We had the higher positions, bro, when 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 uh when Spain was over here. They had Asinados. And as, as soon as you were mixed, you were considered less than, than you know, than regular people at the time. Yeah. That shit hasn't changed. Hey, tú eres mestizo, yo soy, I'm a pure blood. Nigga, they, they was Nazis, bro. It's, it's a, these white motherfuckers came over here, and then you're mixed. Okay, so you rape my women, and then, what, I'm born, and you think I'm less because I look like them? Why'd you mix in the first place, stupid? <laughs> yeah. I got something to say, but I'm, I'm going to let Brown... Uh, now, go ahead, bro, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, this, uh, finish up yeah, this, no, uh, that was it, bro. Let's finish up this conversation that we're having right here. I think we should definitely. Okay, because I wanted to bring up religion, because, you know, the psychology, mm. right? It, yeah. It, oh, baby, they let's not think of it, boy. Catholicism. <laughs> but... Now, before we get into religion, and like kind of like a little prelude to religion, is how does religion hinder our, our success? That's a very. Uh... That's kind of that's a broad question to ask, bro. Like, okay, 
in in our daily lives, does it? So when you say when you say religion to to us that that are natives, how did this religion, the main religion, either Christianism or Catholicism, well, let's uh, kind of keep it to, how did it come to, to our modern. Land? Let's keep it to a modern way of living. So like, because oh, I'm trying to like, you know what I mean? Sunday. Yeah, but but, hey, but, you, but but yeah, but it's like you could you could say it's a modern thing, but. If if you can't speak about the origins of it, then you can't bring it to the to, to the present day. Like how did Catholicism and, and and Christianism come to our peoples, indigenous peoples of the Americas? Okay, I, I got If you can think about the history, the history was not a do you do you want to convert? Do you want to get baptized? It was either you convert or you die. Well, the mm. modern day is we go to confirmation and, and so, uh, catechism. Mm -hmm. Sure, I hey, I did all of that. I was baptized yeah. as a Catholic and as a Christian. Yeah, but it, does that hinder? For me, I was I was born. I, I mean, I'm talking about my grandma used to take me to church. Mm. Now, if if you want to understand where the church came to us, how the church came to us, it's either you bow down to my cross, or I'm gonna kill you. Mm. So, how does that affect you? That's my question to you. Well, I mean, all right. Well, what, what I'm gonna say is, um, clearly, in terms of the belief, I think just going on Sundays, who knows? But I, I can't, I can't speak on um, the inside of it on the church because I do help out the youth in um, in Sunday. You know, they have the confirmation classes, and mm -hmm. I will say to Brown, in how it hinders. I do think that the way of teaching is very it's not for our for our people. It's clearly like the way it is, you know, we talk about like we talk about God as if it's something and nothing against people. I'm just asking outside the box, right? When when the when when we go to well when we go to the Catholic Church, the way that it's presented is God is you, we have to depend on God. So it's the dependency on something rather than yourself. I think it hinders, right? Because nothing wrong, you know. I, yeah, it's energy, right? We, I hope it goes well. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Nothing wrong with that. But we don't be like, what can I do, you know? Why do I have to say, oh, I, I hope this goes well. But we need to position ourselves so it's like a 50-50 thing. So I do think, uh, in my, from my eyes, I have seen confirmation classes. Bro, you got 200 kids, Hispanic kids, y van a fuerza, right? They don't go because they want to go. Their, their parents, parents make them go. Yeah. And the thing is, so that's what I'm saying. But I have a question for um, my brother. Uh, what's your name? Scholar, baby. Okay, Scholar. 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 Escolar. Hey, Escolar, escolar. Hello? Yeah, yeah you can hear. Yeah, we can hear. Yeah, that. yeah. But this is what I think. And I think also a lot of people who know the knowledge, they leave the church. Do you think we should leave the church and leave the youth? What do you think? No, nah, I don't. So so here's the thing. And, and I've always said this, bro. The Bible itself, so so like like I said, my, I go by the name of Scarlet. Uh, you know, that's uh, I give you the definition, or 
if you want, feel me? A scholar is someone that likes to learn new things. Hey, I'm a student at the end of the day. I can't say that, that, that I'm a master of anything because I don't think I practice anything for, for long enough. Or the most high hasn't given me that, that knowledge. You shouldn't leave. You can leave the church, but don't leave the book that was taught to you. The Bible, I mean, at the end of the day, you can take the Bible as a, as a, like, this guy's word, or you can just take it as a book, my brother. Like, you don't have to cut that out from your life. I'm talking about I was raised in the church. Mm. And, and, and I, you know, I could recite verses of the Bible and say this and say that, but at the end of the day, if you take it just like a book, I've, I've read a lot of books. For me, I, I got a lot of books at home. At the end of the day, it's just something that could help you. It's a good book to read. You flip it. And at the end of the day, just like I learned from different books, it's it's a good book to read. Now, if you want to be religious, then, you know, I, I'm not the person to talk to because I have a lot of things that I have, um, not against the okay, church, you, but, you, you know, that I, I don't agree with. What do you with. say to the people? We have somebody, like, uh, bring this up because a lot of so-called people <clears throat> who decolonize, you know, they leave, like, automatically leave, don't want to do nothing with it. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, well, that's where our hint is at. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. So so based on what I've learned, bro, I'm going to tell you this. Based on the, the, the books that I've read, our people know about Jesus, so-called Jesus Christ before the Bible was written. I'm talking about Quetzalcoatl. That's a feather snake, right? Okay. Quetzalcoatl is a feather snake. It's a feathered snake. The Bible speaks. The seraphim. Look up the definition of what a seraphim is. I'm taking notes. That's in the book of Isaiah. Hey, in the book of Isaiah, I, I, bro, I, I would have to look it up. It's, it's been a while. But in the book of uh, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah talks about how there was a feathery, fiery snake. So a snake with feathers that had fire on them. Right, came down and and touched his tongue because he felt like he was righteous enough. He said, "You, bro, let me look you, this up." You put it, you're putting it in a beautiful way, but I guess for the conversation, and, and Brown, uh, Brown should yeah, I'm here? Should we have? Because what I see is that the majority of uh, I don't know if the, I need to look this up, but I, we need, we need to look up if the majority of the priests that lead the churches that our people attend. Are they the majority white or are they from the community? Because I think if priests are going to be in the Catholic Church to help our community, and, and it's a question for scholars, do you think we should put more uh, priests who are Rasa in the church in, in the United States? Or should, you know, do you think that other people are influencing the way we think because of what you present? Nah, bro, at the end of the day, you don't need a church. Mm -hmm. You need a community center. You need. See, see, the way I was growing up, when I was growing up, bro, they had youth centers. What the fuck happened to the youth centers? Like, like if, yeah, I, would, hey, I went to YA, and then I'm out, where the fuck can I go? How is anybody helping out people? So, you know, the majority of people is either uh, black brothers, so-called black brothers, or it's us. So the religion hinder you? Or like, what the fuck happened to the, 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 the rehabilitating of, of of our youth, bro. Like now, somebody drops out, and what? That's it. Yeah. Even when I was going, I graduated high school in 2012, bro. If you was doing bad, this ain't to to fucking a continuation school. Is that shit still going on? What happened to the fucking talleres, bro? 
where you can learn how to be a fucking a mechanic, where you can learn how to be a fucking well, a see, carpenter. That's where what the United States fuck, fucks up, bro, because in Mexico, to the mujeres, they, it's a mandatory thing that you have to learn how to sew. They're giving you ways to... Hey, but that's to, not in the escuelas, my brother. Hey, viejo, eso no es en las escuelas. That's your grandma that's telling you. Hey, mija, es que aprender a hacer esto. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, yeah. Like, like, like the, the nowadays, way was, nowadays, there's no the time way, for all that. See, bro. I was raised by my grandfather. Hey, what do you mean there's no time? Why? Because I got to have a nine to five? Because fucking parents working two what jobs What am I working for? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was raised by my grandpa. So I mean, and I'm talking about I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, wake this man up, eat a, uh, and this was in Max, and Zamora Michoacán, mi rey. For me, I had to wake up at four, and he wasn't even awake yet. Go pick strawberries. Yeah, I didn't work to get money, but he told me how to work, bro. And 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 this goes back to the conversation that that y'all started with when I first joined. It's like we got to take pride in the fact that we know how to work. Not that we're hard workers or that we're working for somebody else. But if you can apply that to a business, you said I, I don't work for nobody at this point. And it's, and, it, and it's crazy because it fluctuates. Of course it fluctuates, yeah. you know. I do landscaping, uh, design, install, all that shit, removal. And it fluctuates because people don't always want it. But once you get a good client, bro, you got work. Yeah. Man, but no, we're talking to, hey, go work for a company. Go do a fucking 10-hour job, and they're going to give you two hours of overtime. Yeah. Oh. Work for yourself, baby. If, if, if you're such a hard worker... Like you take pride in being, then do something for you yourself. Learn a trade. Of course. Okay, because there's a lot of people in the chat who may disagree. Of course. Hey, you can disagree, but you got to start somewhere. You can't just go from here, from working for the system to not working for the system. There's a, there's a process that you have to take. You have to learn a trade. You have to be good at what you do. You have to get we clients get somebody that, that can refer you. Yeah. Hey, Brown, if you can get somebody with an opposing view, yeah. somebody on with an opposing view, because I know there's a lot of people who don't want to participate in the system or who don't believe. What do you mean by that, though? What does that mean? Well, what, you don't want to pay taxes? Well, in terms of, you know, there's a lot of people who don't like capitalism. There's a lot of people who... Yeah, but no, but, but when you say don't participate in the system, what do you mean? Don't pay taxes or what are you referring That's a good to? Question. Well, I'm just saying there's a lot of people who they don't mm -hmm. the way the way you said it, right? They said that we should have socialism as a solution. Some people are saying, you know, Yeah, but that's but that, now you're thinking about a lot of people. I'm talking about you personally, bro. It's like like I said, I hey, I've done a, a 95 and I'm talking about it was a fucking okay. 9 to 12, bro. Well, I'm I'm gonna play and now it's like, I'm working for myself, but at the end of the day, I still have... I, hey, and since you brought up the scriptures, I'm going to say this. Al César, lo que es de César, y a Dios, lo que es de Dios. Since we're on Jesus said this. This is in the Bible. Hey, pay your dues at the end of the day to whatever system you're under. Why? Because unless you want to overturn the system, then that's a different story, bro. That's on you. But I'm saying... As you know, as what I'm doing, this is what I'm trying to teach my peoples, bro, that being as hard workers as we are and being as good as we are at what we do, pick a fucking trade and and, and, and be successful off of it. Why? Because we're so good at what we do 
Anywhere what, what we go, successful? bro, we're gonna be successful. successful. But will you sustain under somebody? Mm. Successful means that I don't have to work for for anybody. So me, that's being successful. I make my own schedule. Whenever, hey, if I feel like going to work today, I'm gonna go to work today. And at the end of the day, I can still pay for my bills. Right? I'm not. I'm not starving. But can we do that for two years? Though? And I, I share tell. Can we do that for a whole year. Say what now? I can't do this for a year, bro. I've been doing. I've been doing it for two no, years. I meant like we can take off a whole year off. I can't. Why would I want to take a whole? Hey, bro, I get bored. If I have a week off, I'm going out of my mind. <laughs> Why? Because I need to do something. Mm. Hey, I love what I do. Yeah. You feel me? For me to pull up to someone's yard and say, you know what, this looks like shit. Bring it back, and yeah, I'm busting my ass for two weeks. Mm. For me, and I get, hey, I'm getting paid. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm doing extra well, but I'm definitely doing all right. For me to pull up and then go back, bro, to the same yard that I did or whatever the fuck it is and say, this is beautiful, I help do this. Mm -hmm. To me, that's success. Why? Because I feel good about it. Okay, so that's, that, that's. I might have the next two weeks off. For me, two weeks. And then I'm like, fuck, bro, I wish I'd go back. I had to do this. And then I got to change this and this and that. To me, that's successful, bro. Mm -hmm. To not have anybody fucking tell you, hey, you got to do this or you got to do that. No, I want to do this. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. To me, that's success. Now, since we're on the to topic of, of, of religion still, let me bring this up because I know a lot of you can relate. That person that does this Madre Medio the whole week and then the Sunday... And they go to church? Ay, Dios, perdóname, <laughs> perdóname por... Andar de <laughs> or, or how about this one? The señora, the bien oradora, the one that prays a lot, mm. praying for, you know, las chivas to win, praying for Canelo to win. How can we use, why do some people that are devout Catholics using the power of prayer for some dumb bullshit as, oh, Dios, que gane Canelo, like, how does that, how do you guys see that, that logic? Like, where do you think that logic comes from? Is that misusing the, the power of prayer? I mean, what do you guys hey, think about that? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not like it's going to work. I don't care what God you pray for. <laughs> oh, my bad, pray too. Yeah. Hey, th there's a system in place. You can say, I want Canelo to win. If, if the system feels like, hey, nah, he's going to lose, he's going to lose. So what are you doing? Wasting your time. With all due respect, of course. I know there's people that really believe that, oh, if I pray enough, then um, it's going to happen. No, it's called manifestation. Now you're taking this into Hinduism and Buddhism. It's like, if I manifest this, then it's going to happen. You got to choose what fucking religion you want to be a part of. You can't mix all of them and expect for all the all the God says into you. Hey, hey, but this is... Do you, um, do you bring this up on... Uh... Whenever you gather around people, like the people who are close to you, who actually I, do that, I do, bro. And it, people are like, they give me some like fucking, um, you know, awkward silence and shit, because people don't expect to yeah, be. Yeah, but hey, be, because no, yeah, of course, because I'm gonna say this. Don't. This is what my mom used to say, bro. My grandma used to say this. Hey, el, hablando de religión y de política. Nunca vamos a salir bien. So if I'm at a gathering and you bring up either religion or politics, 
we're going to have difference of opinions and it's not going to take us nowhere. So don't even bring it up. Why? Because there is going to be a motherfucker that actually knows his <laughs> shit and is going to tell you, you know what? You want to talk about religion? Well, the Bible says this. Oh, you don't agree with it? Well, that's your bad. <laughs> Should have been talking shit. Yeah, and but I just thought to mention that because that's uh, I'm sure a lot of you people that are listening and the people that are on the live can relate that they you guys have seen. I'm sure you guys have seen someone do such a you know such an act like you know what I mean on Sundays be all you know bien católico, but in the weekdays you know what I mean or Saturday night you know <laughs> just the day before act the fool, but on Sunday bien Papa, I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you like this. Well, hey, well, Brown, where I grew up. There was people that sold drugs to the whole community. Mm. And and people at church loved them because they were the big bigger contributors on Sunday. Mm. You know when they passed the little mm-hmm. canasta? Those were the motherfuckers dropping, you know, <laughs> bands to say, hey, no, nah, hey, this some real shit, bro. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you think about church. Uh, and I've asked many, many, many people that, that go to church. I'm like, do you take a Bible? When you go to church, they're like, no, the preacher, he knows what he's talking about. I'm like, okay, so you're going to conf- uh, be comfortable or trust another man that's talking about this or that when you don't even know what he's talking about? Mm. And that's the How does that work? Like, if you take your church, yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure out, bro, to this day. It don't make sense to no, me. No, but I'm saying in the person, say, in that person's mind. How is he psych? He's psyching his own self out. He knows that he's done wrong, because, but by putting money in, he feels good about it. He kind of like it's kind of like a clean slate. Well, because you're conscious, because you, hey, because you feel like you're helping the poor, or you doing this, or you doing that. It's like you're almost uh, paying for your sins. You can't, hey, but, you can't buy your, your way into heaven, baby. Uh, you cannot buy your way into heaven. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like you, you can try to act like, yeah, oh shit, I feel bad because of what I did last night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna give this much to 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 the less fortunate. Bro, you can't buy your way into heaven. That's a fucking lot of people have. You feel me? It's like uh, I'm gonna give this much, even though it's blood money, but it's like you can't you can't buy your way into heaven, bro. Like that don't make sense to me, honestly. Yeah, I get you. Um, any last words about this religion um, little phase that we're touching on here, uh, Moctezuma? Yeah, yeah. For one of the things that I want to say is, and, you know, I'm going to just say, and I, I, oh, yeah. I thank Scholar for... This guy's funny today. $800? Hey, it probably, hey. Hey, it would have got through. It would have got through, Steve. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna bring someone else in, Carnal. Escolar. Sorry, I'm gonna call. Hey, so what now? My bad, Papa. I'm gonna bring someone in right now. Yeah, I'm gonna bring someone else in. Oh, it's cool. So you cut me off. You cut me off. That's the same, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. So you cut me off, huh? <laughs> All right, Cardinal. I'm going to give someone else a chance to jump in, bro. All right, bro. I'll see you, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, G. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
Okay, no, right now, el, el, el compa, um, este, what was his prior name on, on the uh, Instagram? Um, uh, I, mean, I, think, I think it's my boy. What was he going by? Um, the Psychology of Rasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I wanted to jump in. And for some reason, it's not letting me uh, add four at once. Like, it's not letting oh, it be yeah. four at once for some reason. Let me see if, if he's ready. That way I can, you know, pop him in here. Um, but, yeah, man, um, any last, you know, you know, things you want to throw in in regards to religion before we go into the next stage yeah, of, like, belief system? Say, I was going to say, in my opinion, this is what I do. You know, I do volunteer in the church because that's where I see the, the community, my people, that's where they're at. And... I understand that people who decolonize or have a bad experience, they leave, right? Because there's a lot of cases of pedophilia. But I think that's everywhere, even in your own family. I will say that. And pedophilia, by having pedophiles, unfortunately, it can be found everywhere. So I think just be where the people is at. But that's my boy right here. And I like what he says. But, you know, today I think I would try to play devil's advocate. I normally don't, but I think that will help the conversation, you know? Yeah. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, bro. Buenas noches. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations, Brown. Hey, gracias, man. Yeah, man. You look good in Burgundy. Yeah, 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 you know? What's your, what's your major in? Psychology, bro. All right. Did you get a minor? What's up? Get a minor? Yeah, no, as a major, bro. So call my minor is a uh, fucking. It's the Chicano studies, bro. Okay. Well, what's the best advice or knowledge you took away from from school? Ooh, that's a good question, bro. Uh, actually, not actually the 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 subject. Uh, it's more like being. Uh, prepared, bro, with uh, a lot of unexpected shit that occurred during my years of um, schooling and in the um, in college and shit. It was more, it was more like dealing with different, you know, unexpected things, bro. That was the whole time that I really, you know, I I I work. I guess I I found out that I work really good under pressure. Yeah, I'm the same way a little bit too. You know, a lot of people can't work under pressure. You know, they panic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Flight or fight kicks in, you know, and they don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. But, yeah, nonetheless, congratulations. You know, we need more people. Appreciate with them, that, man. Especially brown men with um, degrees. And not only that, you know, but we also have to uh, acknowledge that, you know, we're, we're also worthy, you know, without these things, you know, because, you know, we, we praise these things a lot, you know, but at the end of the day, we're just you know, proving that we can succumb to their standards, you know, mm. and that's not what our, our ancestors did. You know, our ancestors were, uh, you know, scientists, mathematicians, astrologists, you know, the epitome of all those subjects, you know. You know we God have dang. more to teach them. We I'm have more to teach it. them. You know, we have more to teach them than we have to learn from these institutions. But nonetheless, congratulations, you know, we need more Appreciate that, man. You're more Chicanos with degrees, you know, regardless, nonetheless, yep. you know. You know what? There was a question that I wanted to post to both of you gentlemen. Um, why is it that 
we are stuck in this and more so um like you know as the black black and brown that we don't know how how we can implement to our kids that they don't have to follow this rule of like kinder first you can jump into you know a level ahead of, you know what i mean what is that called when they jump you a uh, a uh, 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 fucking grade i'm not sure honestly there's a name for it but basically you all you have to do is a test you just have to give them a test and um usually for people that are homeschooled but see i want to start off the whole schooling belief mm. system with that with how come we cannot do what the whites do how come we are so deprived from this this information to be able to implement into our barrios mm. why is it so hard to get this information and the ones that have gotten the information why aren't they working in the communities to implement that shit mama you preaching i like uh, <laughs> you you, you want to give your intake uh input on that chicano or you want me to go first yeah I'll give my personal opinion, and this is how I, I've been feeling lately. Porque, um, you know, for Brown, I also, <clears throat> I decided to also continue the white man's institution in, in participation. Mm -hmm. I, I'm participating in it because, unfortunately, <clears throat> like, um, Yeromorphosis, that, that's the name, Cantestubo. Yeah, I remember now. We we unfortunately we have been conditioned to praise these things. And so unfortunately, you know, so called Rasa, when they see that you have a degree, man, they praise you like they praise us, man. Like they they automatically think you're like credible. And I'm not disqualifying the robe because I'm also soon gonna wear the robe. But that's right. I am deciding to wear the robe to kind of have the credibility to also say you don't have to have this robe to be qualified or credible. I think mm. we are we are in a time, in my opinion, and it, I don't know about the whole country. Uh, if somebody in the comment section or here in the live can give a number, but in in my in my county in my city. The dropout rate is increasing, and a lot of people are taking their kids out of schools. I don't know how it is in the country, but probably after the pandemic that happened. But in my opinion, I think, well, this is a strong thing to say, but I think we should take kids out of these schools because this, this, this the, you have mass shooters, you have um, kids going to, we call it ISS, in-school suspension, you know, going to these uh things because they get in trouble and i think the, the approach isn't the best but in my opinion um i think we should take them out schools and we should probably start our own community school and like brown said i think we should put pressure on these chicano academics to come to the communities um but yeah. uh, i'm gonna let uh my boy add in or whatever you know he feels best yeah man i think i kind of agree with what you're saying because are the institutions here are not meant to educate you. They're meant to train you, you know, mm. and they meant to put you in a box, you know, they're meant to just kind of keep you in a quarter, so to speak. They don't, 
really teach you how to reach your full potential, you know, so to speak. Um, you know, because to educate means to draw out that which is within, not to instill. You know, we all have knowledge. You know, that's all in our DNA. DNA is very old. DNA is very old memory. It's ancient. And a lot of memories can be passed down through our ancestors and we can access all those things. You know, we access the ether and all this, all that sacred knowledge. You know, we just have to remember, you know, we're all tapped into that energy. And your brain, you know, your, your, your third eye, it's, all, it's a receiver. So you can tap into the ether and get all that knowledge. You know, being conscious is um, knowing that you know, you know, it's just what it is. You know, when you know something, you know, and that which is understood doesn't have to be explained, you know, but there's a lot of factors that play into why we are in the condition that we are as uh, Chicanos and as Rasa. It's because we really don't come together and have these kinds of conversations mm. as to why mm. uh, we're, we're in the state that we're in. You know, but more importantly, we have to talk about the solutions, you know, and I guess to start is having these kinds of conversations, you know, that's where it starts. But definitely get an education. You know, a lot of people get confused that education is in a, in, in a building. You know, it's, not, it's a school. You know, there's no education in the building. It's out in the world. It's talking to people. It's having conversations. It's traveling. It's reading. It's talking to different people from different cultures. You know, absorbing all this like a like a sponge. You know, universities and schools are good uh, um, pathways for all those things to come together in one spot. You know, it's like virgin minds. You know, get planted seeds. You know, that's where ideas are planted. You know, in, in minds. But it's just a a star a fire starter. I believe. You know, you're a student for life. You know what I mean. And furthermore, check this out. So in order for something to be complete, it has to be what? A circle? It has to have 360 degrees, right? Right? A lot of people, that's how many degrees some people got back in the day. In order for you to get a full understanding, you literally have to have 360 degrees. It took them 50 to 60 years to accumulate all those things. And here we are praising somebody who went to school for 10 years. When we have people... Back in the day, went to school for 60 years or more. You know, a lot of people, when they would graduate, you'd wear, her, you'd wear your hair a certain way. You know what I mean? You would wear a, a kind of a feather or, you know, there were certain different rituals and uh, mm -hmm. customs that we practice, you know, to, to, to celebrate culminations or, or, or exalting things, you know. For example, you ever, you ever think about a square? Remember, you ever hear that expression, oh, he is square. Oh, yeah. Square, right? <laughs> There's a reason why that thing's a square. And the tassel, right? The tassel, when you turn it, there's a symbology on it, right? When, you're, when you turn your tassel to the left, don't you? Mm-hmm. When you graduate, that yep. means because you used to be right, now the school system turned you left. <laughs> they God you dang. They, re they rewired you. Te volteó la canica, güey, vale verga. <laughs> yeah you're square everything's 90 everything's crooked it's all angles you know it's not complete yeah, it's not yeah. a circle a circle is complete yeah. you can't tell where it ends you can't where it starts you can't tell where it starts you know just like in a circle no one's in the front no one's in the back everyone's facing each other 
Ooh. you know, just like in a, in a fire pit or things of that nature, you know. But I think degrees also play into the state of mind of a hierarchy as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, and just like in our communities, we praise degrees and we say, oh, he has a degree. He's smart. Listen to what he has to say. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Credentials. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the same time, not everyone who has credentials is credible, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's just that the 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 yin and the yang, you know, the opposites, the polarities of of the universe, you know. But that's just my take on it. I I really believe in self sufficiency. I really believe in questioning things. I really believe yeah. in um universal law, and 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 tying everything you do in nature and try to uh, mimic it and implement it into your life, because the more you study nature and the more you 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 go with nature and you become one with nature you start to forget about all these other things and you start learning more and you start grounding yourself and you start connecting and start learning you know it's it's already been proven it's a scientific fact that it, all there's um bacteria and soil and dirt that promotes endorphins why wouldn't you <laughs> want to be in that all day you know uh, that's what i do for work i'm in the soil and stuff for hours i mean i'm happy all the time you know, I'm not stressing about nothing, you know, and everyone should should uh, do that. You know, everyone has the power to do that. Everyone has 24 hours. You know, everyone has 12 hours a day, 12 hours at night. We all have the same time. We just decide what to do with it. You know, hey, I want to add on to that, Brown. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, Like, just you know, moving like solution based thinking. Uh, he, he is right conversations, but I think. And like I'm not pushing it. It's more so I'm reflecting on a conversation that me and La Semilla del Sur had, I think a month ago, right? He was telling me about Rasta Rastafarian, which is the <laughs> Jamaican religion in Jamaica. I say it, I say it that way because I've been watching videos on it, and he put me onto that. But he is right. Um, I, and and with anybody. I think even with OGs, but I feel like when we when we drink, when we smoke, it's all about how we talk during that time. Because my my experience is when I would uh, smoke with friends, we would we would just BS and just and have a conversation. But it never really got anywhere. Um, and, mm. like, I know with Rastafarians, I, you know, he, he probably knows better than me. They, they call it building. Um, they call it building or, or grounding. I think we have to ground ourselves. And now when I have friends who maybe have a drinking problem, and if I do take a beer with them, just so I'm in his space, I'll take the beer but I'll make the conversation productive and not just about bullshit. Um, mm. yeah, here and there, yeah, joke around, but it'll kind of slip in a little bit um, of like, you know, we got to improve ourselves. We we got to, you know, become so self-sufficient. Because también cuando estamos like comiendo or like we're watching Canelo fight, 
you know, and like Brown said, you know, we, we don't want to mix religion with, well, people don't want to mix religion with politics and be like, oh, you know, we ain't talking about that. But at the end of the day, you know, I think we have been conditioned to not mix the, both of those things because if we do, man, like, hella, you know, what they want to say, revolution, it will happen. Uh, I've been looking into Bob Marley. Man, he was on some other stuff. And I think mm -hmm. we have been conditioned to look at the wrong artists, to speak the wrong way about ourselves. But like I said, the public school system, um, and just to be productive in solution, I do think there is a reason why the classrooms, you're facing one way and you're facing only one person eight hours a day. I do think from being in circles, I feel like if we set the classroom up in, in a circle, I think that's a lot more powerful. So, yeah, I do think that the public school system pl plays, in my opinion, one of the ma major impacts. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean now, it does because I, I, when I was in youth, when I was uh, in high school, I was actually sat down with a board member from the LAUSD, and he was asking my advice on how do we make uh, our students, our youth, uh, become more engaged in, in their education. Because like like Chicano marketer was saying, and in in where he's at, where he lives, the the dropout rate is high, and a lot of uh, people are just coming out of the school system and all that, you know. Well, the meeting I had with this LAUSD board member, who was asking us advice on how do we get engaged, how do we get our youth and our kids, or basically our, my peers at the time, to become more engaged in their education because they're dropping out, they're not showing up, they're late, they don't go to school. They get in trouble when they do, you know what I mean? How? Because it's because a lot of the things that they teach us in school have nothing to do with us. Mm. So just think about it. If you're not interested in something someone has to say, you're obviously going to act out. That's yeah. just a given, especially if you're a child. All these hormones are going, you know, at that time. You know, they're, they're, you know we're, all, we're all kids at one point. We're trying to do whatever we want. We don't want to listen to anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the youth don't care because they can't identify with what they're, what they're being taught in school. That's mm. just point blank period. You know what I mean? And you think about yeah. it as kids too. Kids take an interest in a lot of things. Once they take an interest in something, they'll stick with it. Mm. You know what I mean? But eventually we lose that. We lose track of that, you know, whether it be because of the household we live in doesn't really, you know, keep track of how we, we act or our behavior or our education. You know what I mean? Schools don't teach There's parenting. a lot of fact, fact, <laughs> There's a factors that play, play in. Well, they have, yeah. little, they have little workshops, little bullshit workshops, you know. But that's not really... I mean, they go door to door trying to see about the voting for, for the, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. presidential and all the local politicians that say one thing but really mm. do another thing now they put a lot of emphasis in that but mm. with our children they don't put emphasis on it mm. they don't go door to door you know what parents are you up on this are you knowledgeable on that why don't they go door to door for that shit yeah i i was even having this conversation with, with my with one of my um my parent, I was like, do you know what PTA stands for? Because they have younger siblings. And they were like, no. Like, how do you, you care so much about your child's education, 
but yet you don't know what PTA stands for. You don't go to the meetings. You don't know the policies. You don't know the standardizations. You know what I mean? Mm. How much do you care? You're just saying it because you're a parent. That's your job. You know, mm. there's a lot of people. There's a lot of fake parenting going on in today's day and age. A lot mm. of fake parenting. You know, I work with kids a lot. You know, that was my first gig yeah. when I was 16. I was a TA. Worked with kids in high school, all the way down to kindergarten. And a lot of the parenting reflected on the kids, you know, Ooh. a lot of it did. And I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, like a mean person or, or a-hole, but a lot of it falls on the parents. It really does. Mm. And not only that, what their parents practice, the kids are paying attention. Kids are smart. You know, they, they comprehend a lot of things. They understand. Yeah. But just because they can't vocalize it to us, it doesn't mean they're not. We're not on the same page. You know, kids yeah. are smart. But but this is the problem, because you know, I, and I think about this at times when I be like, oh yeah, schools should teach parenting like mandatory, but we're getting into kids who don't don't know who they are, right? When, mm. And in my opinion, when they don't have knowledge or anybody has, does not have knowledge of self, we get confused with what we want to see ourselves as or what we think we are right now we have you know and i think that, like the modern times right um i follow conservative pages because i like to see what they think and i like to follow you know mm -hmm. the other side and what i see sometimes conservatives they have a point either way both of them don't they don't they don't come together and they don't have common understanding but one thing I am realizing is it's the same thing in schools and religion, in my opinion, is that I think, in my opinion, this system is never, bro, it's, it's, this system is not going to change in terms of the school system. Brown is right. They're not going to come knocking on our doors. Like, I, I do participate in board meetings, and they, they say they have this outline for this five-year plan <laughs> for the school, hmm. but yet look, we have mass shootings, we have brown-on-brown brown crime, black-on-black black crime, right? And I think that we are we are on, on a time where I think shit is going to crash. Excuse my language. But like I told the, I tell my, my girlfriend, I'm like, at this point, I just want to see UFOs come down from the sky because I think we've seen it all. I was that's, just watching the, the video, pick. bro. Elon Musk is a fucking alien, bro. <laughs> nah, Elon Musk is a dumbass. Oh, he's a great dumbass. Why, why, what why type of alien that? is that? Because <laughs> he just is. Nothing about him is smart at all. I mean, think about it. Look at his Tesla. Somebody pointed out that if he was too smart, why didn't he put solar panels on there? Why does everyone have to? Why do you have to map out a stop every single stop and fucking do mm. your your fucking charge your your battery? Why not just do it while you're driving? There's a lot of things his inventions could have been improved. Okay. I don't know. Today's definition of success is it's just bunk. Mm. You know, it's all about money. It's all about materialism. It's all about entrepreneurship. There's something wrong with entrepreneurship, but there's good and bad to that, you know? And everyone sticks to the, the bad side of entrepreneurship, you know? Tesla, yeah. look, at the, look at the way they mined all that, those minerals to make the batteries. It's detrimental to the earth, but the safe, environmentally friendly. That's bullshit. It's a lie. But what, what, oh, 
Okay. But mm -hmm. hey, look, we have somebody. I, I just want to point out what, what uh, Flo said, that Vato has power. So, of course, there's a lot of... La Semilla del Sur, is there something that we can learn from Elon Musk? Um, I don't know. Um, the only thing that he's teaching us that, that I think is that you, no matter how much power you think you have, you can't do what you want. Mm. Because they're always regulating his production. They're always trying to put policies on him. They're always trying to tax him. You know, he still mm -hmm. has money. He's successful and all that. But what is he really doing with it? Wasn't he you know, just buying taking, Twitter? Taking, Isn't that what he was doing? That, that's who gives a shit. No one gives a shit. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm not on Twitter. But it is Everyone who's on Twitter. The, the masses, bro. Like, social media is a big tool to change things, bro. It changes mountains, bro. Like, as as little as an app may seem, bro. When, when, when you know, take it into consideration that the whole world is using this fucking platform. And any little thing that can go viral will be highlighted and focus into and mm -hmm. the whole world will see this and it will change how you look at that certain circumstance because we choose to do so and if we choose to not participate then things might change things will change yeah. but we continue but people to are fucking sheeps bro yeah man i mean p people don't want to get out of the matrix you know and i was just having this conversation the other day because I have a lot of friends and I were uh, hanging out of the studio and they're always telling me like, yo, bro, like you took me out the matrix. Like they don't see shit how, how it is, you know? So if you want to get out of the matrix and every, I live it every day. I even see people where I'm just like, they're just wandering. And I'm like, damn, like this person doesn't look like they're fully there. They're just on like autopilot, mm. <laughs> you know? And, and, yeah. and a lot of people who are in these high positions, politicians, they seem like that. A lot of these people that I've met, they're like, damn, this person's like, he's not there. He's there, but he's not there, you know? He's just mm. going with the flow, you know? But <laughs> our definition of success has changed a lot. You know, it's all about materialism, entrepreneurship, the bad side of it. You know, there's a lot of things that are not environmental that, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be pushed more, you know, self-sufficiency, you know, how to, how to garden, how to grow your own food. That's the real power there. If you can grow your food, you can feed yourself and other people. What do you need the government for? That's what we need to start focused on, self-sufficiency. When you start organizing and in a community, and we need to start ignoring the government because the government is the people. The government is the people and the people who come together and they organize. The government is watching as well. Uncle Sam is watching, but he can't stop what we're doing. He can only put up walls, but we can break them down. We can go over them. It's not, there's no there's no stopping to this. Nothing is impossible. We have the numbers. People are waking up. We're having conversations. People are getting tired of the bullshit. You know? people, yeah, people are waking up, but they need guidance. And honestly, what do we say to those people who are waking up? Because, I mean, everything that is said that, that is being said, I think, is very powerful. So, you know, I thank you for, for sharing. And I think the solution that I offer, which I'll, I will always, yeah, I, I, I will always say self-sufficiency is in terms of you and your circle, that is going to, you know, most likely going to work. But in terms of society, if people, if people want to work with the masses, I think we should teach our kids or emphasize uh, STEM 
uh, technology, you know, engineering, mathematics, because like like someone said in the conversation, right? He, he who controls the resources makes the rules. And unfortunately, a lot of just people, the sheeps, they're participating in the system, walking in autopilot. That I think we should create our own apps. We should own our apps and at least uh, dive into more of ownership for ourselves, self-sufficiency. So that's 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 what I'm gonna take from Elon Musk. Yeah, there there's a lot of things that I don't like what he says or does. Right? I know one time he did say, if I wanted to cool a country, you know, he he said he would or something like that. That is messed up, and it shows. If it's just a tweet like that or a comment he made, imagine what he does behind the scenes. I mean, he has done a lot of stuff behind the scenes with the, I think it's the the batteries, no? I mean, he's South African, and if you look at it, his dad was involved in, in like, I think, banking or something, and he, he yeah, owned yeah. a lot of property in South Africa, which that's just like straight up red flag right there. But but the, you know? that, should we position ourselves like that, though? How? Like, people talk about Jeff Bezos, you know, people talk about Elon Musk, Bill Gates. You know, all, all, all those people came up because that's a European state of, of mind, and it's also a European definition of success. And that's what we're going towards. You know, <laughs> what, what, what Chicanos try their best to be white. You know, and I know they say white is not a skin color, it's an attitude. But look, look at what look at what we praise uh, degrees, you know. That's what white people praised, you know. That's why they started creating these institutions to make us think that we don't know anything because we don't have a piece of paper. But yet they go up and dig up our ancestors and look mm -hmm. at, at the pyramids and the hieroglyphs and learn from that, and they tell us that we're that we don't know anything. But if, but people, if, if that's the way that we're going, how should we approach? the people who don't know this knowledge, if, if you say that's the way that it's going, people are praising that, how do, do we push against the grain or do we do what they're doing? You push against the grain, mm. but in such a way where you don't involve yourself in the game, okay? So you, I'm going to tell you something and you're probably not going to like it, okay? You can't help everybody. Mm. You can't. And you won't. So you just, have to, you, just have to, you just have to swallow that pill you can't help everybody and you're going to lose people a lot of people out of out of the 300 people you talk to only one or two people are going to understand what you're saying sorry to butt in real quick but uh one last uh comment uh because it's not letting me bring in more people for some reason just letting me bring two at a time i don't know why but i don't know if it's my phone but uh any last words before i i bring someone else in Hey, I, I'll step out. I'll Metamorphosis. Step out. I want. I want to get a morphosis day on. I'll step out. Oh, for real, bro? But you supposed to? <laughs> yeah, oh, sure, man. This is your life. We're here to see you. What you gotta say? Orale, está bien pues. Orale, bro. Too nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just Any last words, bro? You no. Know, uh, peace, love, prosperity, abundance, unity, and guidance. That's just all I gotta say. Right, hey, gracias, man, for your input, man. Appreciate yeah. that, man. It's always been it's always appreciated when you jump on, bro, because uh, you bring uh, an energy to the live that uh, that we all like, bro. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me again. Congratulations, you know, and hey. keep on becoming educated, you know, and pass it pass That's it down, up, you know, hey, to the youth. To, do, to the youth, with, Chicano yeah. marketer starts with him, because we need to start mm -hmm. we need to start targeting 
them. You know, I wish I was his age now and I knew what I knew, you know, when I know now, you know, and it's crazy because I was just talking to someone and I was having this conversation and I said, man, I wish I knew all this when I was 18. And this, this, this 45 year old man was like, man, I knew, I wish I knew what you knew when you were 25, you know, or 28. You know, so it's getting younger and younger and younger, mm. you know, by the end of the, you know, but the next generation, you know, when they're 18, they're going to be smarter than me, 17, mm. smarter than us. You know, we need more people thinking this way when they're 14, 13. Mm. That's when we start targeting our, our, our youth because that's when they're most rambunctious and the most down, you know, quote unquote, and when they need to be steered in the right direction. Yep. But then, you know, this is my two cents, you know, um, it's a beautiful thing, you. bro. Yeah. Gracias, bro. Appreciate it. I know uh, Sweet Sweet Lou wanted to jump on. Let's see. Bring him in. Is he still in the live? Oh, I think he bounced. I, I, love Sweet, I love Sweet Lou, especially when he comments. The legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know also uh, Against All Ops wanted to join in. But uh, let's see. But... Uh, Hey, compa, como estas? How you doing, man? Que onda, bro? How you guys doing? Sounds All right, man. Gracias, bro. Yeah, much respect yeah, man. To, to you guys, you know? Solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to jump in the conversation that we're having right now uh, against of all ops? Uh, we were talking in regards to the school system right now. Um, what is your take on how the school system the belief system behind the school system. Like, what is your take on that? Oh, that's a deep question. My, my take is that the, the school system has 80 or 90% teachers that are white, European, American, and they always make it hard through their prerequisites for your regular colored person, whether you're indigenous, whether you're Chicano, whether you're Central, Central American, just to make it. You know, and they make the standards high. They raise the bar every single time. And the more people get through, they try to raise the bar higher when it comes to even graduating high school. I don't know if you guys ever heard of something called the California exit exam that they had a few yeah. years back. They used yep. to call it the CASI exam. I was one of the first mm -hmm. classes in California implemented. My class had to take it. Mm. And we were a class of 2001. And I was I should have graduated in '99, but because my dad would take us to Mexico in the '80s, they held me back. And they used to tell my my mom, you know, your son he will never make it. He's got disabilities, he's got head trauma, he's got this that. He'll never amount to anything. Mm. You know, you guys did him a disservice by taking him to Mexico. My mom, being a Chicana, knowing English, third generation, and my dad being a Mexican nationalist. Because of their indoctrination through church, mm. read the Bible, and work, they didn't have any emotional support or holistic cultural healing to help themselves or even help alone. So platforms like this offer what we're not given. They offer emotional support. I want you guys to listen to this care carefully. Emotional support and holistic healing through culture. Mm. Because you're talking to other people that look like you. They have the same skin tone. They have been through similarities like you have. That's what this whole this whole uh, uh, podcast is when I see brown faces. is just people trying to heal, trying to figure mm. things. Circulo, their little cowboy, 
So my whole thing with the school system, it's a joke. It's it's a, a money market uh, venture. Just like just like the Catholic Church. They micromanage you, they tell you what you gotta do, and you gotta submit. So you gotta submit to that, and then you gotta submit to your culture, your house, your religion, and you can never be yourself. You're always wearing a different mask, a mascara. Mm -hmm. So you're mind fucked. Because you can never be yourself. Now let I, me ask you this, bro. because uh, I'm big on solutions, bro. I'm big on solutions. I'm big on focusing on the issue, but then on the solution. So like what would be one of the things that you would change if you had the power, bro, to implement something into schools that would help the ones that are mainly the ones that are struggling, bro, because those are the ones that are gonna end up, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, either you know, of course flunking or, or just dropping out altogether. What would you implement so that everyone can be or at least have more of a chance to to be on the same level as the ones that are like you know what I mean? Getting it pretty easy. Simple. This is a simple answer. I would offer them tutors, mentors, and counselors that look like them. I would offer, mm. I would offer them homeschooling where they have people that can teach them one-on-one -on -one that they could relate to. Not somebody that's going to take advantage of them or do some perverted shit. But if you can't relate to the person that's talking to you, you can't respect them. If you don't look mm. like me, even, even though, you know, we might not be from the same neighborhood or we got beef, I can't respect them. And we're trying to get, uh, we're trying to get these widow teachers that are 80% of the population. We're trying to get these people that don't respect us, that put us down. Mm. All my teachers in Califas were from Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, Texas. Mm. They're from places that I'd never been to before. And I couldn't respect what they were saying. It was all mm. nonsense. You know, they were from Missouri. They were from, the uh, you know, Wisconsin. And they couldn't connect with us, bro. We were brown people. And in their eyes, we were subhuman parasites. It's idealistically, it's an idealistic wet dream to say, we're all going to get along. We have different religions. You know, I don't like the Catholic Church. I was raised Catholic, and I seen them about those molest kids out here in the Bay Area, line them up and touch them up. But we're very codependent. We don't think for ourselves. We we depend on other people telling us what to do, how to do it, and we just follow. Unless we're 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 rebellious, we're in you know the drug gang, the gang, the gang game, or we're just like not giving a fuck. You know, we're out there gonna fuck people up. We're out there gonna hook up with with high nines. We're very emotional based people, creatures. So to say, go against the government, go against the government. Yeah, it's easy to say that, but the Chicano movement did that. Look at what happened to them. Infiltrated, prison, dead. There hasn't been a civil rights uprising recently with us mm. as a whole. I've seen DACA do it. I've seen uh, the Latinx do it. What happens if you're first generation? What happens if you're mm. here? You got kids. You don't want to jeopardize that, bro. It's so easy to say pick up a gun, fuck the government. When you got to pay bills to keep the PG&E on and your kids need milk and pampers and food. We got to find a balance in the middle. Mm. Mm -hmm. And for me, there's no easy strategy or solution out of this. For me, the only thing is healing. And the way I heal is I had to remove myself from negative, toxic people in my family, uh, pedophiles, the Catholic religion, all that stuff, gang members. And, I, and I'm learning and I'm going as I'm, I'm learning and I'm going as I am. You get what I'm saying? And my dad tried to school me up the other day and bust out the Bible on me on YouTube sermons. 
And I had to check him and say, you know what? I kind of let you slide with, you know, talking to me about the Bible, talking shit about, you know, because I wear indigenous necklaces. I didn't say anything, but now you're busting the Bible on YouTube. Now, now you're crossing the line with me. I can't have that because you don't offer emotional support or cultural support. And that's what I'm looking for. The gangs, the drugs, they couldn't offer that. I find it through going through powwows or talking to you guys or using my degrees, you know, that I got at the school. I had to, I had to be humble, bro. I had to eat a lot of shit pies and go through a lot of violence and, and uh, ridicule to get to where I'm at. You know what I mean? Out in the streets, in the Marines, getting through education, having white people and raza clown me. But look, I got a little bit now. I got money in the bank. I got a carro. I got a casa. Does it make me better than anybody else? Not really. But does it make me comfortable? Yeah. And I think we need to find a balance in the middle where we can help ourselves to help out others. You'll draw people to you. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get that good energy. Because we're, we're hospitable people. We, we like to... If we were hungry and I had a taco, we cut in three pieces, homie. Mm-hmm. Even if it was frijoles, you know, and nothing else. And I think for us to, to say... You know, this works for us. We're our own testimony, our own source. And for some people, the Catholic Church doesn't work. And for some people, it does. For some people, mm-hmm. being married works. For other people, it doesn't. For some people, being smoking yerba works. For some people, it don't. For some people, being alcoholed out works. For other people, they end up with liver cirrhosis. You know, it's, it's whatever's going to work for you in your life. But the educational system, everybody should have some sort of education. Whether, you know, English or Spanish, a way to depend yourself or you're learning your indigenous culture. But my whole thing is, if you're a conservative Cholo Catholic dude and you're out there killing and raping and whatever, and then you're like, well, but I believe in Jesus Christ. You, nah, homie, you're a hypocrite. Mm. You know I mean? And if you're out there using education in a negative manner to take advantage of people, then you got to mm. check your, bro, you know, because a lot of my teachers, bro, they went through divorces. They went through suicides. Mm. They... they through having sex with students, palabra, and they got wrapped up for that, bro. And I was laughing when karma hit them. You know, I was happy when they got caught up, homie. And I know it's fucked up to say it like that, bro, but if you're doing evil, it's going to come back to you. That energy that you put out to the universe, you know, it's going to come out to you. But we got to find a a holistic way, a more, a new facet of life to help ourselves, carnal. And, And I think that for you to show that you went and got your degree, bro, I'm proud of you. There's no hate in my heart. Yeah, I just, I remember when I got my, my AS and my AA degree, and I remember this Cholo came up to me. He was an upstate Sureño. He got killed. He went up to him and said, Hey, que ole, carnal. And I looked over at him, and I was in a, a little in the cafeteria table. I was doing homework. He's like, you know what? Eres bien estudioso. You're going to make it. And he walked away, and I'm like, the fuck? That was fucking <laughs> random. And then the dude in getting jumped. He ended up fucking flipping his car over. His lady drowned. He went back to go rescue her and he fucking he was running and he slipped and he hit his head on a rock and he died. He bled out. So at the end of the day, bro, education, you need to be educated because that's what we all need to push. You know, whether you're Chicano, Mexicano, indigenous, we all need to have some sort of formal education to make it. Whether it's education to stay off drugs, education and deal with mental trauma, education to, to have protected sex, education to have uh, you know, good bank account, good credit. We live in this gringo world, bro. We gotta find a way to survive in it, homie. I mean, this is where we live here, bro. We have to fucking survive by their rules. 
that there was an old brown beret. He was a Apache Mescalero named George Golden Hawk Moran, Pachuco. He said, infiltrate the system from within. He told me that shit, bro. Before he passed away, he was trying to get Chicano studies at our school out there in the Central Valley in 209, Modesto Patterson area, homie. And he said, infiltrate the system from, from within. And we buried him in a, in a Aztec Eagle United Farm Workers pine box, homeboy. So at the end of the day, whatever you believe in it, be passionate and fight for it. But if it's bullshit, people got people. If you're if you're doing nonsense, people gotta call you out on your shit. You know I mean, and, and that goes for everybody, because absolute power corrupts, and and all this shit that's going on right now. So you know, um, we just had a little party today for some youngsters graduating, bro. And I and I hugged some of these people, bro, that I didn't even know them. Mm. And I, I wish them well. I ain't no hater, bro. They were from my barrio. They weren't younger than me you know some of them were a little off and stuff some of them people were two spirits or whatever and i said hey you know what it's a positive thing we had a little carnita asada briskets chicken legs turkey and i was just there bro and i felt like tearing up homie and i held my fucking mug bro from tearing up like because i remember when i was their age bro i didn't have that mm. i didn't have there to cook me a little barbecue to tell me hey it's gonna be all right to, to follow your dreams and go higher I had all the negative shit, homie. We broke up piñata and it was full of condoms for these youngsters that are sexually active, bro. It, it had condoms in it, bro. So if you're sexually active, to protect yourself from an STD or from fucking disease, and that's what we need to do, bro. We need to educate ourselves, whether it's uh, sexual education, homeownership education. Education is needed on every level. You know what I mean? It's academic. Because some of yeah. our parents have a fifth grade education but in this world in california you need to have a bachelor's degree or higher because it's a privilege to live in california and it's only getting tougher to be out here you know we need to start looking at, at, at the reality of certain things bro and keep it simple you know so for a lot of the youngsters out really? there that think they know it all nobody knows it all bro we're still learning as we go and we learn something new every day yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I learned new shit today. That, you know, sometimes you got to be humble. And sometimes you got to embrace other people that you don't know. And you got to put the guard down and say, you know what? I, I know you, but I'm not going to trip off you for no reason. You know, and put, put the politics away. Put that PTSD away. You know, keep it in check. You know, and that's that education, bro. Don't react. Respond differently. It's that education of how to deal with other people mannerism and that's what i struggle yeah. with because of my ptsd we all struggle with ptsd oh boy you know we're all traumatized head there you know what i mean yeah. for real so, now before we go into the next section of of beliefs bro um any yeah. last um comments you want to make as the moctezuma yeah you know i wanted to talk about in terms of what my brother was saying yeah there's a big conversation around there's actually this video of Selena um Selena Quintanilla that we, we unfortunately it was only posted on one page it was it was on this conservative page but what she said just made me think um which is with a lot of families I, I know the Catholic Church has done damage and it is causing dependency 
uh, in, in our community. But one thing that is very tough, and, and I will say, you know, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm doing devil's advocate, but that this is just the way I think even to myself when I'm uh, in, in my day-to-day -day things, you know, I, I ask myself questions, you know, because I, I do know the Catholic Church has done damage, but I'm going to bring up Jordan Peterson. I know Jordan Peterson. There's a lot of things I, I don't like what he says, but a lot of things, it, it's interesting. And in terms of it starting in the home or moral values, I think, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't I don't think the school system is going to ever be fixed. I think we should definitely open our own schools, right? Because I, I attend the HBCU, and one of my classmates, he was like, I'm surprised y'all don't have your own schools for Latinos. And I was like, damn, uh, we really don't. And the closest that we do, I don't know about the whole, you know, California. I'm, I'm in North Carolina. But in the whole United States, they, they call these uh, Hispanic-serving institutions, meaning when you have a percentage, you know, of Latino uh, student body, you're qualified as a Hispanic-serving institution. Pero no tenemos, you know, a brown university or Hispanic university, whatever, indigenous university in the system of the white man system. But we have HBCUs. You know, we have historically black college universities. In my opinion, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, right? And I'm positioning myself to hopefully open a school where we do, you know, instill, or like, let's like, say, Samia del Sur was saying, you know, bring out the culture, bring out healing, you know, and I, I do want to see colleges that are specifically for Rasa. So that's one thing like like I would do if, if I had my superpower, you know, metaphor. Well, see, my question, see, bro, check this out, bro. Why aren't scholars doing this right here? What we're doing, something mm -hmm. so simple. Why aren't they having these platforms? And if they are, why is it all secretive? Why, you know, why isn't it out for the public to join in and just give their two cents like, like I'm letting people do? Mm. Do y'all know um, y'all probably because um, are, are y'all both in California? California, yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I'll always give my props to Citlali. She's known as Mexican Excellence. Um, she does a lot of YouTube videos. She was in the Mexica movement, you know, the Mexica movement, and supposedly they had a lot of controversy in the Mexica movement, and they were on the ground. But in terms of modern day, like Rasa Stan said, not a lot of people can influence. I think they are decolonized is good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my native shirt, right? This with the with the arrow. I'm wearing my shirt with the college. I'm in the indigenous student club. But at the same time, I do think that we have to position ourselves in this system you know like uh my brother said right we have to inf infiltrate the system but i think when the scholars de decolonize their mind they remove themselves from capitalism from uh conversations of entrepreneurship i understand i don't want to disrespect and say oh 
you're indigenous, you're decolonized, you don't want to participate in capitalism or talk about capitalism. But I think if they were to bring themselves in those spaces, in corporate spaces, I think they could do a lot of stuff, but they don't have influence. And I think they just, they just decolonize and I feel like it separates them. <laughs> yeah, I wanted because to me, bro. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That's all good. I was stationed in North Carolina mm. in the Marines in, in Jacksonville. Okay. Hey, one thing that I noticed out there, the paisanos that are coming there are indigenous people from the southern part of Mexico and Central America, or they're tejanos from Texas, mm. but they're brown. So they're kind of replacing the blacks doing working in the tobacco fields and the cotton fields. And in the pig farms, the turkey farms, and like anything involving agriculture, right? They're they're the they have their little stores, but they don't have established generational people like we do in California historically with the Californios and the indigenous mm -hmm. and the Mexican. So the racism that they face is very open. The racism that we face in California is very camouflaged, especially in the Bay Area. <laughs> So they have no choice but to rise up, but to fight. So when they go and they do stuff like the Mexican flag for their graduation and somebody says, you can't do this, they, you know, they get the news media, they organize quick. These indigenous people out there in North Kakalaki and South Kakalaki organize. And once in a while, they get the influence of the people from Florida and New York, the South American, Central American people coming in. So they have of open racism and they have to stand up or they gangbang. There's a lot of Sureños, a lot of MS-13 chapters out there. And there's a couple of Norteño chapters within the Marine Corps Navy bases out there. Mm. So they have no other recoil than to fight because even the blacks are racist towards them. A lot of them out there. I seen it. I was out there stationed for four, four years. I was out there in North Carolina from, was it 2000... Six, 2006, 2007, all the way up to 2008, 2009. And I didn't like North Carolina. But I appreciated that their racism was very straightforward. Whereas here, it's very it's very hidden. And they're just there as the working ants, bro. There's some brasa that owns houses, that has businesses because it's cheaper out there. But they're, they're very targeted out there, bro. We're not. We're not targeted as like, like to the extent that they are. Yeah, we might have a couple shootings. People might protest against the cops in the Bay Area, then it dies down. Then we'll have a couple gang shootings and then they don't, they kind of don't have all that, bro. From when I was out there in, in North Carolina, they're barely, you know, you got some people from California that go out there, they're fuck-ups, but they have a restaurant, they have a house mm. and they're gang-banging huh. on the low. Oh, yeah. Shit. Hey, bro, you know, to, to kind of uh, hop on that real quick, that gang banging on the low, bro. I've known people in the in the court system that like actually people that work with like the um como se llama the DAs and um what's it called um como se llama like the the COs, bro. That are literally banging, bro, and they report back to their hoods for the benefit of. They're, they're gangbanger members, right? I've literally yeah. known people in the system that cater to their to their people, to their to their whatever you know hoods or whatever. And I'm like, how the fuck 
that this motherfucker end up in the place of power for all the wrong fucking reasons. Money. And no one fucking money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, and money. That, they don't. They don't got the disruptive DO groups out there. They ain't got the Nota Riders. They ain't got the two fibers. They ain't got the Zapatistas. Mm. They ain't got the the Nuestra Cosa. They out there. They got a couple of paisanos and a couple of Salvadoran dudes banging Surtres and MS13. They'll put scribbles on the wall, bro, like like a two year old did it, homie. Dang. And and they'll put a little placaso here in the restrooms of the Mexican restaurant restaurants. And they'll try to do old school, bro, like jerseys. They have the Sutres or Dickies and Ben Davis. Like, they're so far behind. But that that makes them even more dangerous because mm. they're, they're going to do anything to get a name out or get established. I knew a Honduran dude that would sell crack and coke outside the military base, and they live in trailer parks, bro. Mm. They're like Asa, and then they get jacked by the blacks, and they're funky with the blacks, and it's just hard for them to survive, and they're looking for us in California to give them respect and answers. Well, we don't fucking have answers, or, or there's no way we could give them respect. That's an interesting. Mm. There's no, no way we could save you guys, bro. We're fucking struggling ourselves. I'm just keeping it 100, bro. <laughs> we don't have. Yep. We're not people you should look up to either. We're broken, and we're just survivors, just like mm -hmm. you. But we could give you is we could hear you out. We could give you mutual respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's something yeah. that uh, these vatos from Minnesota that are paisanos, they're the first generation people breaking ground over there, bro. That's true. You get what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is what I yeah. noticed because I got family in the Midwest and I got family in New York and all those places out there and I go out there mm. looking for answers. They're looking for resources. They're looking for support. Yeah. The Chicano movement us, bro, died in the 1970s and from the 80s till now we've had nothing but gangs and drugs and war within each other and there's been the DACA movement there's been the Latinx movement but there's no male movement to support us even if you're a paisano mm -hmm. and you're here the paisanos from Mexico and Salvador don't see you as a paisano mm -hmm. they see you as uh, uh, you're Americanized already you're out there you have yeah. your shot <laughs> you're not in the village you're not in the rancho you're not in the city or whatever in their little fantasy and the, and the Catholic Church ain't going to help you guys. You can't pray your way out of this problem. You can't work your way out of this problem, bro. You need emotional support. So that's what these podcasts offer, emotional and cultural yep. support. That's what draws people in. And I haven't heard anybody use those words. And I, I thought about it the other day and I talked to you. I said, that's what we're seeking. That's what I was seeking when I go to these indigenous powwows or the Mexican New Year in San Hall. And I'm doing all these things. I just got back from Albuquerque. I'm about to go to Mexico to see some ruins. I would suggest that you guys go reach out to the Lumbee Indians out there in Lumberton by Fort Bragg and see if the indigenous people could help you guys out on the reservations. They're welcoming people. They got answers. You know what I mean? Mm. Try them. Yeah. But, but you know, they're, they're, I remember Go Rat Magazine did a, an article on the people in North Carolina going over there and the blacks and the whites telling them off, bro. That's the Central Americans are going to now, bro. Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia. South Virginia. Because Florida is unaffordable. New York is unaffordable. D.C. is expensive. Chicago, there's too much gang violence. Texas is too crowded. California is too crowded. So where are they going to go? Where there's the work. Mm -hmm. They're going to go where the work is at, where no, where it's still open. 
but they're going to be the only brown people out there. So I just kind of wanted to share that, bro. And, and so what he's going through, bro, they're going through some segregation just like we're going through in California. We don't have a lot of people graduate uh, out of the university colleges, bro. It's tough. We don't have a lot of people owning houses. It's tough. You know what I mean? So what we perceive to be Mexican or Chicano, you guys perceive it in a different light. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna add in because you know yeah, when I connected with uh, Brown and uh, Rasa Stan podcast, I was telling them that I was I was seeking answers at that time, you know, and this was yeah, and I'm a kid from the East Coast, you know, but I will say that the East Coast, especially the Lower East, like North Carolina and all that, um, they are they're like. They are behind, right? A lot of them are still like digging the surface, scratching the surface about even the Chicano term, the Chicano movement, right? And unfortunately, the way they get introduced, like myself, is through looking at the the Chicanos in the Cal in the California, right? And that's unfortunately they influenced a lot of my my friends. I remember in 2008, 2012, there was a lot of Sureños here and a lot of Norteños, and there was a lot of uh, gang wars between them um, back then. But now, in the East Coast? Yeah, in the East Coast, hermano, right here in... Uh, what the fuck? I'm not going to say my location, but I will say yeah, closest but... is Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that used to be like wow. the, the big city. But now, you know, everywhere else in North Carolina is growing. It's still rural. But, yeah, like, we had people tagging and stuff like that. Now, I will say, you know, Crazy. it is getting a lot more diverse. But the Latinos here don't know what they're fighting for, you know. And they, they really don't know what they're fighting for. And they do call out a lot of the... You know, we, we, we fight for, like, immigration, you know, giving people who don't have, like, we're our first generation. Most of us are first generation over here. You know, a lot of our, our yeah. parents. Uh-huh. So we are catching up. And, unfortunately, I am one of the few that got into the Chicano movement, the the, the, the Mexica movement a little bit. And, you know, but a lot of the Latinos here, you know, they're, they're struggling with Latinx, you know. <laughs> right. Well, now, let me ask you this. Um. Demo, real quick. Uh, how did that switch of belief system, uh, of identity? How did that guide you through through who you are now? So one thing I will say, and maybe um, my brother here can add in, is that in terms of the, the Chicanismo, it, it did it led me to this path of okay, the school system is not teaching me this. Why aren't they teaching me this? So I was like 13, 14, interested in the Chicano movement. I was like one of the few, probably the only ones in my area. I got into the Chicano movement, but then recently, when I was like like five years ago, when I was, uh, graduated from high school, I got in deep into the Chicano movement, and I started connecting with scholars. And I know Brown mentioned the, the, the Chicano study scholars. And I have noticed that me from the East Coast just getting into this, I was like, why isn't this known, right? Why aren't they 
being pushed as much as right the, the the black movement you know when something in the black community happens like why aren't we being pushed like that but you know i'm into marketing so i did notice that a lot of latinos are still conditioned through the catholic church right not not through the catholic church through um not having to heal but i think in my opinion it's just knowledge itself at the end of the day. So yeah, that 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 really uh, flipped the switch in me, and the, the Chicano movement really helped me, from my perspective, being here in uh, in North Carolina. So yeah, it did help me and led me to the to this Instagram live with with you both. Is it kind of like that forbidden fruit that because you weren't getting it? It's like the the more the less you were getting it from the school, the more you were seeking it. Yep, and, and unfortunately. It was good and bad because I did getting getting a little bit into the gangs. I am still uh, connected. I'm, I'm friends with some of them. That they're still caught up in all that on the low. But it was good because I was I was seeking for for culture, right? In terms of brotherhood, I was seeking brotherhood. Um, I was seeking, you know, something that I could see myself. Uh, reflected on and it was bad because you know I think a lot of the Latinos here especially the the, the, the Mexican Americans you know they look they looked up to the gang they looked up to the Soreños Norteños a lot of people are wearing the the, the, the tres puntos you know right there mm. I don't have it loca? My, yeah. friend, my friend has it and a lot of his friends because he, he's more like the OG but he's only like 28 so like the OG's here and Sureños are like around 28 to like 35 or 40. But over there, I know in Cali, they're, they're older, but we're, we're first generation. So it was good and bad. Forbidden fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Este, I wanted to hop on to uh, the next part of uh, the beliefs. And this is uh, family and how we form a family and how come we feel like we need to form a family after we have a kid. How, like, even though some relationships are just not meant to be, mm. but they stay together mm -hmm. for the kids. How do you guys see that? I mean, why do we continue this this uh, way of forming a family? Is I'm it a social contract? Me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to jump in. I think social acceptance is if you have a family. If your family wasn't there for you, dad was locked up, or your first generation, or you guys were in the fields or whatever, immigrant you have your own little tribe. You can micromanage kids and teach them what you want to teach them. Have your lady cook food for you, wash her calzones. You have your own little city and you have little power that you can exercise, that you can validate yourself every day. At least I'm not alone. I got my Jaima right here. I got my kids. I feed them. I take care of them. You know, and imagine being in a city like Goldsboro, Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, uh, Wilmington, what was that other place called? Wilmington, yeah. you know, and, and, and all these places, right? You have nobody, bro. Nobody that looks like you. When you got your little family, you go to a little baile, you bring your people out there with you. You got my little community right here. Because only, bro, we don't like to be by ourselves. We like to be validated. We like to be social people, friendly people, communal people. That's why when you don't have an identity, the gang gives you an identity. Oh yeah, I'm Sudanian, I'm Norteño, I'm you no, know, I'm I, I you know, I'm from here, this and that, you know, and 
I'm a Fresno Bulldog. I'm fucking Texas Syndicate. All these other things that I grew up around, bro. A border brother. Mm. You feel like this pride because you don't have your tribal language, your tribal songs. You don't have your fucking land. Mm. And so you're creating your mind a fantasy, bro. A fantasy that, that exists only in your mind. And that's why youngsters are quick, you know. I'll just get married. I'll just get this girl pregnant, my lady. You know, I really love her because we're scared of being by ourselves, bro, dying alone, mm. dying miserable. Mm. That's just my opinion from what I've seen with a lot of conservative cholos that are real Catholic rule where they just get the tattoos and they're out there raping, murdering, killing, and gangbanging or, or being, and they have a boyfriend in prison. They're like, but yeah, I just did it because I was prison. But out here, you know, I believe in God. You know, I'm, I'm a born-again Christian. I repent of all the stuff I did. I was just trying to survive. They find a way to justify things in their mind. Mm. And, and so what I think is that if you don't have an identity, you create one, a perverted, delusional one. I remember when I was in North Carolina, bro, we had a clique called VIP, very important penises. We go like this, we're VIP. And I remember we used to go to the bars in this vato. I don't know if he was in the Marines or not. He put a fucking a paper with tape and he put VIP, but we're getting drunk on the table, bro. And everything that we did in North Carolina was to floss that we were from the military and we we're from California. We were Ben Davis, Pendleton. I had a lowrider fucking Cadillac dropped on rims, Texas tent slammed. We would tell people, yeah, we're from fucking California. We don't give a fuck. You know, we would do stupid shit because we didn't have a community, bro. We didn't have holistic healing or emotional support. So these first generation people are coming into a land, so they're gonna get girls pregnant. They're not gonna use condoms. They're gonna go fucking wild, running wild, because they're looking for a fucking community to belong, bro. When everybody else says you don't belong here, you're just a fucking slave. You're ignorant from mm. you. You get what I'm saying? So I think a lot of yeah. people are kind of pregnant because they don't want to be by themselves. They don't know what it is. So you want to jump in, kind of? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, my bad, it's vibrating. I want to make sure Brown is good. Yeah, no, 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 it's almost calling me. But yeah, go ahead, bro. But in terms of the social, the social construction of why so-called Rasa stay together no matter what, because I have noticed that it is through trauma, in my opinion. It is through not wanting to be alone, especially when we, when it comes down to the first generation migrants moving from southern of the Americas to the United States, right? You have to literally walk in the heat for days. You come here, you come with your girlfriend or your husband, you go through all that so it becomes like if this person leaves you it's like you can't do that because you went through all that but at the same time in terms of when, when Brown was asking the question the, so, with, uh, the social validation part that is true in terms of the the the, the cheese culture that we carry, which mm. I don't know if it's good or bad. That could be a good one, but the social validation is true, especially amongst I've seen 
my family members, like family members, they talking about each other. I don't think family uplifts as much as as much as they should. That's what I've seen, and I feel like we have to uplift each other. There's too much cheesement. There's too much social validation, and I do think that we need to heal. So that's that's what I think. Mm. Check it out, bro. Now here's a heavy one, bro. Now in my family, we come from the Salceda, Jalisco, right? And my parents always told me, "Casate con alguien de ahí," from someone from that pueblo. Mm. So every time we would go out there to Mex, I actually got me a girlfriend out there. You know what I mean? I was dating some chick out there in Mex, <laughs> in the pueblo. Así pasa you know con I mean? That's what I'm saying, though. But see, that's the thing, though. There was a big disconnect, bro. A big disconnect between me and this girl I was dating from Mexico. Mm. And it was like the way she looked at me, it was kind of like the way brown and black people look at white people, bro. Like the, mm, Now like let the, that sink mm. in, bro. Let that sink in, bro. How people from Mexico look at pochos is like Wow, Minas de los Estados Unidos, wow. Mm. So everything you say is like, wow. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I can't be with someone like that, bro. It's like, I can't be with someone that's like, thinks that, that you know, just because I'm from over here, that I'm, it's like, you know, everything is, 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 is like better. I'm a better person. And, you know, so it's like, she was kind of catering a lot to me. And like, you know what I mean? Things like that. But I was like, this is too much for me. Like, I'm, I haven't gained this catering to me just because I come from the United States. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, I haven't, I, I haven't earned it from you. Why the fuck are you like this with me? Why are you like kind of attached in a way? You know what I mean? And part of me was like, well, what if she's just like this because she doesn't know any better? Or... What if she knows better and she's doing this so I can bring her back to the States with me? Yeah. You feel me? But that's the thing though. So now, so, so, okay. So we did that. Right. And a lot of my cousins married cousins. Now let that shit sink in. And in small pueblos, that's very common. Mm. Now, now let me kind of, uh, uh, give a, a comparison with the elite the elite have this mentality that marry within your own blood almost. They have that for some reason I've heard, I don't know how much, you know, you know how much of that is true, but they believe in marrying in their own, not only their own race, but in their own bloodline. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is there to that, what, what, what background there is to that, but that they, they do that a lot. You know, in in when in the pueblo where we live at, where we come from. Now, what do you guys think about inner um, interracial relationships and marriages? I've talked to a lot of people that have been in inner inner uh, racial in relationships, and for the most part, they don't last. And usually, it's because of disconnect between the two uh, 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 cultures, the cultures and the religion. Especially if it's far off from, if it's like a, a Latina with like a, um, 
you know, either like a Jewish or, or like, um, como se llama? Like a Middle Eastern dude. You know, that, that far off. Mm. They usually don't last mm. because the families clash. And a little insight into my own life, my parents did not like, and this is some ignorant shit. Like, this is really ignorant. My parents did not like the fact that I married a half Chicana, half Puerto Rican girl. That's crazy. Because they wanted me to marry a straight up from the Pueblo girl, you know what I mean? And I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. Because small Pueblos are like that. They have these beliefs where it's like, you know, they, they keep these beliefs. They go to their fucking graves with these beliefs. And anyone that tries to tell them any different, you can't. You just can't. You know what I mean? You're going to clash every single time. My dad's from Jalisco, bro. My dad's from some yeah. place called uh, La Estancia, right by Yahualica, Los Altos de Jalisco. At the border of Zacatecas and I think Aguas Calientes. And it's a stronghold for the cartels, and it was also a stronghold for the Chichimecas and the indigenous people. My mom's from Chihuahua, bro, from Texas. Her, her mom and her were born in Texas, but their parents from like the 1920s or whatever. No, during the Mexican Revolution, left to Texas. And my mom's tall, indigenous looking, and she just didn't fit into the rancho when people were scrubbing fucking rocks, you know, fucking clothes on the rocks. They're fucking taking shits out in the field. They're fucking... Mm. Beating fucking pig, chicken, goat, milking cows, herding fucking cattle, having horses. My mom wasn't used to that, bro. So I was always kind of like an odd product where I, when I went to Jalisco in the 80s, Guadalajara was hella huge. And then the ranchos were fucking little fucking tiny little fucking uh, uh, microcosms, bro. So... My whole thing is that when you're indoctrinated with religion and you're indoctrinated by your parents, if that means fucking your own cousin, people will do it because they don't think outside the box. They're just programmed. They're, they're like jarheads, like in the Marines. They just fill your head with shit. Mm. Some fat chick wanted me to smuggle her back to the U.S. because I was a citizen. Dude, I don't even know. You're not even my lady. You know what I mean? But when I was in Jalisco, it was all old men young women. All the men are working in the United States, bro. Or they got deported and they're all smacked out on crystal. All tatted out, coming from prison. When I went to, to Jalisco, it was like, it was like a different world, bro. They knew would tell you shit. And I would tell people, my family's been here for generations, from my dad's side. They were starting to wear sports hats, bro, when my grandma died. And sports apparel, unheard of over there. So I think that like you know people having sex with each other, their cousins, it's that blue blood shit bro. Learn that behavior somewhere. Mm. That shit's hell of it's up to us to these pendulums, these curtains from our fucking families, bro. And only through some sort of form of education and resistance can we do that. I told my dad to his face, I don't want to be Catholic. And I, I want to have some emotional culture. I'm looking at a Native American woman for us to hook up and start mm. something and, and fuck everybody else, bro. I, mean, I hate to say it like that, but 
I don't want to fucking this whole fucking gang culture. Hey, fool, 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 where you from? Carifa, eh? What do you claim, homie? You're fucking Norteño Sureño. What's up, bitch? Like, I'm tired of all that shit, bro. I'm tired. The drugs, the gangs, the church, the working, that doesn't work for me. I want the next level. I want to, you know, I learned one Mexica song in Nahuatl, bro. The, um, Donancin, Madre Earth song. Right. I sing it all the time. I know a few words in Nahuatl, and I try to use them. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Mm. You know, uh, the gang culture out here, bro, in California, all it did was make fathers uh, become codependent on alcohol. Mm. And kids grow up without dads, bro, incarcerated. Mm. A cycle of ignorance and a fucking oppression. Bro. We, our own ignorance down, bro. Mm. Um, and I can't trust, you know, sometimes when I'm around Ras, I have to make sure they don't gangbang or they're cool. I remember I asked somebody, said, hey, are these vatos on this uh, platforms, are they cool or gang? Claims that they said, oh, no. You know, because I was all paranoid. All right, I just want to make sure that we're, that we're feeding me that we're not going to get into a you know, wreck or something. But, but what did they say? Puro rock and roll or what? <laughs> no, they said, no. They said, what? Those vatos right there, you know, Brown and all these other vatos, they're all right. They might have, they might have had ties on this side or whatever. And only speculate that this other side, but they're not doing that. Give them a chance. Yeah. I said, I like that. You know what? I could work with that. They're yeah. healing. They're trying to do something better. I said, you know what? Okay. They're not going to trip. Like what that, it is huh? is uh, the way I see it, bro, is a change of energy. Because you just energy is always constantly flowing, either for the negative mm. or, for, or for the bad, right? Mm. I mean, or negative or for the good. And it's like the 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 energy that was poured into the whole focus in on the whole gang dumb shit. Now is we're deviating that energy into something that is worth fighting for, right? Know what I mean, bro, fuck, you fucking nailed it, bro. That was fucking really. Now we're putting that energy, we're turning that negative positive. We're doing a transition, old skin, ex-Toltec, and we're doing something different, bro. We're, we're uh, yo, we're, 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 yeah, that's right. Yo, I was gonna, yeah, so what's it. your take on the whole, on the whole relationship thing that I just mentioned, Quactemo? On the relationship, well, I know I'm taking this as a conversation, but in terms of history, conditioning, I went deep into the the Franciscans, the friars who came to the Americas alongside uh, the Europeans, and I went into their writings. I did find, I forgot which one, but one of the friars did say and I think the word pueblos actually come from them in terms of the idea that pueblos were used as a way to school to school the natives, to teach them, to educate them, um, to keep. Because a lot of these pueblos are devout Catholics, which is interesting. They're very devout Catholics, um, even though they have experience, you know, encounters, and they, 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 they do like brujeria, possibly they still carry some uh, um 
ancestral practices. But I did notice that a lot of these pueblos are devout um, Catholics um, or uh, other um, probably Protestantism. Um, but I did look into the uh, the writings of the friar, and he used that word pueblos a lot. So I think that that conditioning in terms of well, I'm I'm talking about like the whole divorce thing about being tight knit. That I think that is where the conditioning probably started um, to the modern day, or the whole why why we stay together, or because we go through this bull. But in terms of the uh, the the nepotism and in terms of the hierarchy, you know, dating your own. I think interracial marriages, they can be a problem if both people are from different cultures, but I, I have seen that if you are brown, you know, your culture, you, you grew up eating tu, tu arroz and frijoles, eating your tortilla con sal, <laughs> you know, when times get rough. Um, and you date somebody who, you know, doesn't season their food or doesn't have spices in their food. And and then when you eat with them, they're like, what is this? Like, it's too spicy for me. Like, like imagine having somebody like that. Honestly, that would be a turnoff. And so, but I think interracial marriages, they could work, see, and then in each other's culture, or, or they have a background. Maybe they have friends who were Chicanos. You know, we have some of these Japanese people, uh, shout out to all my um, Japanese people who are, you know, wearing dickies, and, and that's a whole thing that's going on right now, right, in terms of... Um, uh, the Japanese wearing the uh, the Chicano, the uniform, the uniform, but you know they're they're appreciating it. I think if it comes with respect, it could work. But in terms of the numbers, maybe you know it better than me. If I, I I think they do clash. If they don't understand each other, I don't think it will work. I don't think it could function. They won't last. Probably the child will grow up not knowing themselves. Oh, they'll say, oh. Because at the end of the day, like I said, knowledge itself is key. Um, but I think that we have to look back into the history of colonization at the end of the day. Um, and I had another comment <clears throat> that my brother mentioned, um, but I don't want to dive off of the subject. But I think he was talking about Game bangs, game bangers. I think the game bang culture was infiltrated. And like Brown said, we can use that energy for something good. The game bang culture itself is infiltration. I'll say that. And I did see Brown's video on YouTube. I, I came across it like probably last year. I, I don't know why. But when I was looking up like the Brown Berets, I think Brown... Um, he posted a video about, you know, where are the Brown Berets, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I was, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we have to get into something that will help us. I know one of our brothers from the Nation of Islam came in, or a Brown Beret chapter that's efficient and effective, because unfortunately, there's a lot of chapters that have... Uh, 
people who have been probably pedophiles and you know or they have harassed one of their members and so a lot of these bomberay chapters they're not functioning well um some of the chapters you know have beef amongst each other but i do want to see us get use our energy into something good but i do think we need brotherhood amongst each other probably sort of something amongst each other um, I know why a lot of people, I know a lot of my friends who go to the Marines, I have a lot of respect for the people who go to the Marines, whether it be personal reasons, financial reasons. I think, I, I, I would actually like to hear my brother's opinion about why, um, oh, his experience about joining the Marines and how that energy could be brought to the community because I do know that our people just need discipline, especially our males. Our males need discipline. They need to move as a unit. You know, we got to have a chain of command. But unfortunately, we use that energy into game banging, into drugs, and all this. But, um, but yeah, I don't want to steer the conversation. I'm going to let Brown speak, but uh, I yeah, would like to hear his You know, um, I just want to piggyback a little bit on what you said about, you know, having that understanding between each other. And I guess sometimes it won't work because of what you said, you know, we might disagree on certain topics when it comes to food, which Rasa is really in tune with eating, thus the high, the high percentage of diabetes. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, but see, I guess that, that kind of comes, comes back to the education. How much education do we have on these fields? How much education do we have on the other person's culture? What if we meet someone and we just meet that person and it just so happens that they're, you know, from the Korean culture, you know what I mean? They're, they're from Korea or their family are from Korea or whatever. And they click, they click up, you know what I mean? They, they, you know, it's like, you know, they, they feel comfortable with each other and they just decide to date and, and it flourishes from there. Right. But what if uh, each person on each side don't haven't, you know, either experienced or read up on or learned each other's culture. They're going into something blind. You know, they're, they're it's destined to fail because, yeah, there's the honeymoon phase, which in everything there is, that, that, that period of time where everything is fucking nice and dandy and shit. But then quickly that, <laughs> that fucking goes away and the reality sets in. Once the reality sets in, you see true colors. Mm the challenge yeah i, I agree i'm gonna say i'm gonna jump in and i'm gonna say that look at cultures in mexico all the europeans that are there indigenous african lebanese the, the asian and the the whole mixing of the culture i don't believe in mestizaje people get horny when the vietnam war happened there was a lot of brown babies indigenous babies that were left behind white babies black babies Everybody's going to let you down. I joined the military, bro, because I read a book. My family from Texas joined the military. I was in a gang-infested neighborhood in the Central Valley, smaller than Salinas. Modesto, Stockton, all those areas are very vegetable areas that the Nuestra Familia and Nuestra Raza controls. First Nuestra Raza chapter was in Stockton. Nobody talks about that. And a lot of the members from Southern California, Northern California, NF and MM members. You had Texas Syndicate in Modesto. Nobody talks about that. You had the Fresno Bulldogs. They're still going strong. 
it's a lucrative place where you can exploit people. Mm. So I left because I didn't want to go to prison, homie. It was go to go to the pen, work the fields, be a day laborer, or go into the military where there's war, there's opportunity. It's like crossing the river to get into the United States. So my brother left, people in my neighborhood left, so I left. Get my, I got my college paid for. I got my house loan. I traveled the world. I got a little bit of discipline. I got my credit score up. But what I didn't see, I seen a lot of murders, raping, killing. I became angry. I fought the cops. Got tasered like 12 times in Modesto. Almost got killed. They gave you a false sense of, of patriotism. Mm. And a false sense of anything you can, you can do. Anything. Want you're like the incredible Hulk. So I came back. I was fucking women. I was, you know, uh, my spirit was empty. I had wasn't doing the indigenous stuff. I was out there fighting, fucking, doing drugs, drinking. I was a, I was a hot mess, bro, for a while. Yeah, my PTSD got flared up, generating trauma. But I needed an exit, an exit strategy, bro, for where we're from. Not a lot of people go to the pen in Modesto area and stuff. That's fact. They join gangs. Now you got the Northern Riders out there, and Norteño bikers, you know. And and I was a brown prider, bro. I wasn't, you know, I got out of the whole Norteño movement, and I wasn't going to be a Sureño or an upstater. So what was left, the brown pride movement. And I was about making money and making moves, but you have to make it. You have to get out of your environment, your toxic environment, remove yourself, start somewhere, somewhere fresh. But think about it. The parents... They left to North Carolina, left because wherever they were at, they couldn't make it. So they said, fuck it, we'll go to North Carolina. We've got family there, we can make it. And they built up a little bit. Whatever they got there, they wouldn't be able to have it wherever they came from. You know, my dad's family, I, I, I did a timeline. They've been in the United States since the 1920s, bro, since the fucking Mexican Revolution. In the 1930s, they were in Arizona. In the 40s and the 50s, they were in Los Angeles, uh, San Diego, Fresno, Salinas, San Jose, San Francisco, Stockton, Modesto, and we're still here, but it's getting harder and harder to make it. So the reason I joined the Marines was to get away from shit, bro, to try to, you know, put the pause button and to try to get opportunities. And the little crumbs of opportunities that I got, that's where I'm at now. But I don't rent in the military for everybody because my experience won't be your experience. You're rolling the dice, bro. Just like gangbanging, you're rolling the dice. You can make it or get in, in prison, a hospital, a J-cat out in the streets. You know, it's it's not for everybody, bro. Homeboy industries don't help everybody. This podcast ain't going to reach everybody. No. You know, the Chicano movement helped some people and fucked other people. You know, the Black Berets from San Juan. The, the uh, United Farm Workers, Jorge Gonzalez, that nobody talks about. Reyes, the, you know, Cesar Chavez that had an issue with immigrants. He was a, a, a man full of contradictions, just like all of us. Do you get what I'm saying? It, it, it's hard to keep that alive when you weren't there. We weren't there. I worked the fields in Modesto in 2009 when I came back from the Marines. So that's why I have that United Farm Workers flag up there and a Mexican indigenous flag right here and another Mexican flag over there, another United Farm Workers flag, so on and so forth. But you have to be, it has to relate to you. It has to call you. 
the Chicanos use the gangs as a Chicano ident identifying thing in Chicano rap, mm -hmm. but that's not no fucking Chicano civil rights that benefits mm -hmm. the collective. Right. The money goes to uh, it doesn't. They're not going to go out there and serve you food and help you do good in college. They're going to use your ass, pimp you. You're going to be a puppet on a string. And mm -hmm. the Chicano movement can just show you resilience. You can read and maybe try to understand, but it's up to us to make it in the present time now. Mm. So, you know, we don't all have the answers, Holmes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you got to what's going to benefit you and what's right for you to make that move for you and your familia. You know, when I went to Jalisco, bro, I seen chaos. I seen drug cartels running around. I seen uh, dudes J-catting it on drugs. J-cat is a category J inmate that depends on drugs. That's what we call a J-cat. It's prison lingo, street bullshit. Yeah. So when I went category. to yeah, when I went to Jalisco, Brian been there since '89. I showed up 24 years later, and everything was different. I felt like I was back to the future. And everybody knew I wasn't from there. I was getting jammed up by the cartel. I was getting jammed up by these dudes out of the Pinta. And I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I'm here to bury my grandma and keep it pushing. Mm. And my aunt was like, give me money, give me money, give me money. Mm. Do this for me. Do that. Help me out. Help me out. And I'm like, man, I'm not here for all that. Right. And sometimes we, we can't say I'm not here for all that. Sometimes we can't help ourselves. We can't help other people, bro. So our culture, our culture is the one that makes us, you know, go through these hardships. You know, so, um, yeah. you know, that's the problem right there. Yep. Oh, for sure, bro. Now, I'm going to go into this um, section of talk. Um, after that, I'm going to call it a wrap. I'm going to go out with my lady and have some drinks. But uh, check this out. The 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 camarada here, Cuauhtemo with uh, Chicano Marketer. Este, I wanted to really dive into the entrepreneurship and what would be the, the, the top things that you would do if you had your own workshop of, you know, bringing in these ideas to implement to, to just youngsters and people – of people like like-minded people that want to you know learn all these trades and they want to know how to day trade and how to do the whole cryptocurrency and you know get deep in this what would you suggest for them to start yeah this is actually one of the things that i've been touching on i believe that they like this last year um because i taught myself Unfortunately, right, it sucks how it has to be this way where we got to teach ourselves a lot of things. I taught myself how to understand cryptocurrency because I was trying to find a way to make money work for me, right, rather than work for money. And I was like, okay, like, I can just – and another ways too, right, I got into stocks. I got into what they call ETFs, right, the whole stock market. That's actually what got me started, Robinhood. Yeah, I recommend. Tell me your take on Robin Hood, bro, because a lot of people have gotten, you know, fucked over on that shit because of not knowing how that really works. Okay, well, for beginners, Robin Hood is a good way to look at a graph and kind of understand, like, what companies, how companies are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Stock market, I believe, only opens Monday through Friday from, like, 8 a.m. 
to 5 p.m. And I got into Robin Hood. I was trying to learn. Pero I know Robin Hood does have some issues um, in terms of regulation, in terms of Rob Robin Hood is a good app. It's a good way to, to teach yourself and look at the graphs. But if you want to be safe, I recommend going into um, platforms that have what they call uh, a broker. So it's like the middleman. So it's like a guy who helps you or a woman who helps you make sure you get a good trade, you get a good deal, or you just it's just like a consultant. Make sure you put your money in, in a safe place. Now you can go that route. That route I recommend to everybody. But if you just want to start off looking at the graphs and understanding, okay, how is um so and so doing today? Okay, get Robinhood. So, uh, but yeah, Robinhood. That that was my my foundation to then getting into cryptocurrency. Did you go straight into Robinhood, or did you do some research before that? So, como como todos, right? I saw my friend making money but the thing is he was actually trading so it's like what you can do with trading what they call trading stocks is what he was doing is a short it's a short-term thing it's more like self-gratification like okay i gotta be in my computer do this and that because i need to make my profits but uh, uh when i do those things i actually i, I long-term invest i just put my money and something that grows over time because also it's less stress. You can sleep at night and say, okay, I know I me, mean, big tech companies, Amazon, and, and I want to keep to everybody. When I talk about these things, I wish that we didn't have to work for money. I, I you know, I wish we didn't. It, it sucks. Well, actually, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have to do all these things for money. But why I bring those up in my platform is because I know that this system, unfortunately, it requires you to work for money. But then one day I woke up and I said, damn, like, how do I make money just grow while I'm sleeping? And, and I literally, I did it with one investment. There's one day where... When I got into stocks, I was doing long-term stuff. But then one day I was like, God, like I, I felt for that. I felt for the instant gratification. I was like, dang, this is going to take 10, 10, 15 years for me to get back like $2,000, $10,000. I was like, let me get into trading. So I did what my friend did. And what trading is, is that um, they call these things called puts or it's like a bet. You bet that a stock is going to go up. Or it's gonna go down, and if you get you get it right, you can earn some. You can earn something back. But I think what you do is you have to watch the graph. You have to stay on the graph. That's why when you go on YouTube, you see people with like computer monitors. I see control with the stock market graph. Mm -hmm. That's good. You can make money off of that. Pero también, it's a lot of short-term taxes. And if a lot of, you know, there's a thing called uh, long-term gains and short-term gains. When you invest, and speaking in terms of the stock market, cryptocurrency, or any assets, when you invest today, pero you cash out in five months, porque you just made like a thousand dollars you're gonna get taxed at least 15 to 30 percent they're taking away a lot of your money so a lot so the so the good thing about long-term game is that you have to hold an investment for more than one year 
and the and the minimum you or the maximum you get taxed, depending on your tax bracket, it will be a lot more smaller. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to get on to that, but uh, yeah, so stocks. No, 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 hey, but this is this is welcome right here, bro, because that's the solution, bro. That's a solution out of out of the nine to five. If you understand this shit, you could easily be your own boss, bro. And mind you, once you do this, which might not be a lot of people. I mean, they'll do it. They'll learn it because it's a it's a not a quick way to make money, but it's like a way to make a lump sum of money, right? You can invest it in what you really fucking like, what you really what really calls out to you. See, that's my way of thinking, bro. Like, I'm into all these different things that I do in my life, right? And I'm like, you know what? This I enjoy more than this. But what if I make money off of the thing that I enjoy less? But shit, I can invest that money into something that I enjoy more. And you know what I mean? And people just think nine to five. No, 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 no. Let's get home. I think we'll drink a little beer, watch a little TV. That's my day. You know what I mean? And like, and, and repeat. You know what I mean? And it's like, what would you suggest, bro? I mean, I know we all have those days, bro, when we're like, fuck, I mean, Katiala, I'm fucking tired. I, I need a rest. But what would you suggest, bro, to get out of that way of fucking just that 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 continuous, you know, wasteful time, wasting time, not being productive? Well, one thing which is really important, especially the reason why I got into all this is because I saw my family struggle, um, my cousin struggle, but it comes down to wants and needs, right? Are we buying stuff that we actually need, or are we buying stuff that we want? And if I will say this, during times of inflation, one this is why as a as a marketer, I, I the news always promotes but it never leads, and that that's one thing that I, I have a problem with. That's why I don't I, I like to post my own stuff, which is. When inflation was brought up, oh, gas prices rising, boom, boom, everything is getting expensive. I was like, okay, this is the best time to cut down on expenses, to cut down, you know, it's time to, you know, if you want to go to the park, get on a bike or walk, to, you know, or just invest in a bike. Your bike is an investment, right? It can give you something in return. It can save you gasoline. And depending where you live, okay, depending on the time of the day, don't go ahead at night. But the time of inflation, things were getting expensive, and it is getting expensive, which, by the way, I think every year the dollar loses value, meaning that let's pretend we were a scratch. Today, $1 is $1, right? That means you work eight hours, you get $1 per hour. That's $8 you made. But next year, a dollar's value goes down. So next year, the dollar will cost or be valued at 50 cents. So you're basically going to work eight hours next year, but make half of what you made this year. So I was like, God dang, what I need to do is I need to think long term. And if things are getting more expensive, I need to stop buying beer, which is hard. I need to stop buying cigarettes. I need to stop buying fast food. I got to cook, right? Am I buying clothes I don't need? You know, and, and I know, and unfortunately, we, we live in a system where it's very, uh, it's, it's instant gratification. It's I want to look good. 
I want to. And by the way, I think showering is important, right? I want to smell. Smell always shower. Our people shower. Pero floss. Big floss. Floss. You know, do what you gotta do. But in terms of like spending stuff you don't need, I think during times like these, uh, like this, we really have to check ourselves. But it's the conditioning from the from the system, unfortunately. Yeah, bro. No, that's that's. I love that, bro. I love, I love when you when like, you just introduce things to people that they may have seen because those graphs, bro. That's intimidating, bro. To be straight up, yeah. like. A lot of people will see that as intimidating. Be like, "Damn, what the fuck is all those lines? What do they represent?" You know what I mean? Like, but just like everything else, bro, you can adapt if you really want to. If you really put that mindset of like, "I'm gonna do it. I don't give a fuck." You know, night and day, I'm gonna read these fucking books until I understand them front right. to back. But see, you have to put that mindset to yourself. Mm. Someone telling you it's not going to be the same as you telling you, you know, and, and that's why that's why I, I love to. I know I think you're asking those questions because when it, when it comes out, like it just comes out of me. But the reason why I talk about those things is because it was confusing for me, but I want to make it easy for people to understand. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the point, and I know. By the way, financial literacy will never be mandatory in every single high school in the United States because the the, the bankers, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, they're they're gonna stay in power, and that's their agenda. But we can, I can be here and talk about or hate on them all day. But what am I gonna do for my family? Do I want my mom and my dad working? Do I want my cousins? Do I want to um, see another GoFundMe? Like everybody's goal is different, but you know, I, I personally, I want to be like, yo, like you need you need your GoFundMe. You gotta raise it ten thousand. Like I'm trying to be like, yo, I got you. Like that's like five percent of what I make. Like like I'm trying to position myself because I don't want to wake up having to say, damn, like I gotta make this check because now I gotta buy this. So th th that's what motivates me and, and make money work for me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for sure, bro. We all have our, 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 our uh, mindset on something that we want uh, as goal, as, you know what I mean? I guess something to, to, to buy with that money, right? Or, or invest or we all have our metas, bro. We all have our goals, you know what I mean? And, um, that should be the driving force to keep us going and not just on the same same old treadmill you know what i mean get out of that treadmill and try new things cuz that you know that only yeah you may you may not understand it in the beginning cuz that's that's all it is too bro is that fear is that fear bro i think that fear is what's kept me from learning new things because of that fear of of, of failing I mean, who wants to fail, really? Mm. But see, what people don't understand is that through that failing, will you find how to improve? How can you get better at something if you don't fail at it? You need to fail at that shit first. You know what I mean? And, and I want to, I know, yeah, like when I saw your post today, because I just logged into Instagram <laughs> after a few days, I saw your post, you know, and... 
I want to hear a little bit about, you know, how do you feel about walking the stage, you know? And, you know, I know, like, pre in the previous conversation, right, you're, you're really what they call in corporate America, you know, you're going up the ladder, and you really are. What's your experience, you know? How, how was it walking the stage? You know what? I was telling um, I was telling Flo that uh, I really didn't want to do it because, like, I got my degree in the mail, like, um, mm. it's, it's uh, some months back. Right. And they, they had asked me, do you still want to walk the line? Because we had to push it because of COVID and all that. But now, now we're going to do the line thing, the whole ceremony. And I was like, you know what? I thought about it. At first, I was like, nah, for what? You know, like, I don't got to do all that. Yeah. I already got my degree. And that's really all that matters. But I was like, you know what? My kids should see this. Mm. My kids should see me, me like, you know, in 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 the gown. Um, it should be like a moment of of um, of success for them, that their dad is like, you know, what I mean, does all these other things, you know, works and does these side things with the podcast and with the music, and all these things that I'm into. You know, what I mean, they they see it. They, you know, like they see what 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 interests me, and and I like reading a lot. So they 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 always see me like just sitting reading, and they're like, "Oh, what you reading, pops?" I'm like, "Oh, it's this." And I, I sit down with them, like, "Hey, you know what? Well, this is this is what I'm reading right here." And um, mm. what do you think? They're like, "That's cool." You know, that's cool. Mm. You know, so it's like, so it's like, I know that I'm a big inspiration for them, and I wanted to showcase this for them. You know what I mean? Beautiful. I'm just honoring, honoring, because if it's the it's the image that comes. I know it's a physical thing, but a lot of so-called rasa, you know. I want. I want to. <laughs> What academics call highlight, because <laughs> you know I'm in those spaces sometimes. Um, but I would hopefully love. I know you're gonna be one of the few who actually share the knowledge on social media, and I hope to see a lot more um, Chicano study majors or just Rasa who are in any field. I feel like if every one of us ha opened the social media account sharing what we love to do the most, I feel like that would heal because we would find community. I feel like we would find like-minded individuals and we would just talk about what we love like together. Um, so yeah, I think that's the solution also. I used to bring that up a lot. You know, we can, like Meg the Mega Man, right? This is the time do what he loves to do. He loves to get on, also do his podcast. They keep posting. So, yeah, this is a motivator for me to keep posting and yeah. making content. Definitely. What I, what I learned, bro, from having all these talks is that we share a little bit of the same things within each other, man. We share yeah. something. Even though you're from the East Coast, we're from out here, you know, we're, you know, me and the brother over here against all ops, he's from uh, a little more up north than where I am. And, uh, you know, it's just different places around the U.S., you know what I mean? And we're experiencing life as brown men at a, at a slightly different way, 
but still the same nonetheless because we are experienced we, we come from the same experience through the culture so in a way we are you know dealt the same cards almost that's beautiful i think yeah so i, I do see i appreciate the consistency i would like to see this like really go big because it's what we need and i feel like especially a lot of young men honestly I don't want to dive out of topic, but I will. I'm starting to be like banned porn um, in terms of the traumatization, especially psychology. I do believe that when I thought about when I remind myself about DMX's ex experience with a crack, I think it was when he was introduced to it as a young kid. I feel like porn mm. is kind of the same way, especially to the, specifically to young males. Because I feel like if I was not introduced to porn, I feel like it would, my life would be different. Check it out, bro. Oh, this, that that yeah. episode's to come, bro. We're gonna. I do want to get into that, bro. Wow. I'm serious, Mecca. That's that's a big one in the in the brown and black communities, man. The sexualization of our children, man. Wow. It's a big one. Palabra de Spencer. You know what, bro? We're fucking. You talking, bro? Fuck this shit. That shit impacted me right here. I might not have nothing in common with that. Come to find out, it's before from He talks about, you know, discrimination shit. I'm like, I, we create in our head differences between because of regional pride and regional pride and cultural identity separates. I had some Nicaragua chicken. Mother Haina stopped me. I was walking, bro. And I had this made in China jumpsuit with the Mexica calendar. This shirt that I got right here, I got it online from China. I think they sent it, they sent it to me from Great Britain. This is the only paño I bought from Parasa from LA. But the way I was brought up is that you can't trust Paisas. You can't trust Suena. It's us against everybody, right? I live in a Tango neighborhood. And pornography was used to me when I was a little young with those little Mexican comic books. Like mm. Pepito stories, bro. Me was Pepito stories. I've been yeah, trying to figure out the name of that. And then they were like, you don't go talk to this girl, you're gay. And I'm like, and I remember this this little black girl who she was like the fact she was always grabbing my butt and clapping. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? You know what I mean? And these little girls would come up to me, they talk to me all sexual. Hey, I want to be your girlfriend. I'm like 10, 11, 8. Old, and I'm like, fuck, I still want to play. And they're talking about fucking, sucking. And I'm like, damn, I'm a mama's boy. I'm into God and all that. You know, God doesn't approve. The Bible doesn't approve. That's a lot of pressure for a little young man, bro. But I, I realized that eight or nine years old in the brown indigenous cultures, we, we, we have to be with them. And being in the military, we fucking support the sex trade. We endorse the sex fucking slavery trade. Mm. Pornography is more addicting fucking heroin, homeboy. Yeah. I was out there fucking anything that had a fucking pulse. I was a nympho, homie. But I was trained. You know what? 
to do that. No, you know what, Palabra, bro? I'm just going to finish with this. I fucking feel fucked up in my head, bro. I've slept with like over 200 women. I'm lucky I don't have AIDS. But I felt empty inside. And I was looking for my next fucking Because you could fill it up with food, sex, drugs, and you don't do the drugs anymore. You need the food. You're into clothes. You don't buy clothes anymore. You don't fuck anything. Oh, you got to have that form. You're switching each fucking, fucking outlet for something else. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And you spent time for laughing, bro, but that shit, I can relate so much to that because, like, it makes me laugh to the point where, like, it's either you fucking cry from the from the, the, the desgracia or you, yeah, that shit makes you laugh because it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's true. It hits, bro. It hits, man, yep. I feel like we suffer from that, man. That's why when it comes to the whole abortion thing, in terms of accountability for males, what's not being said a lot, that's why I posted one day and I said we got to ban porn. Um, it's just very unfortunate. And I know I mentioned in the it's comments. It's a billion, billion dollar industry, bro. <laughs> Billions. Just like alcohol. That's crazy. On and opiates, bro. Just like uh, having people in the fields out there in North Carolina. You're trafficking billion dollar fucking more than the oil than gold. But where else can you talk Where's the space that you can talk about it as a brown male? Hey, I'm addicted to sex, bro. I'm a nympho. Hey, I'm addicted to fucking pornography without people laughing at me. Hey, bro, I'm struggling, homie. Help me. But see, that's the belief system, bro, that we came from, the barrio within, within men, within, you know, guys, boys, you know, that were like, dándose porras a cada quien, like, you know, giving each other that, that like, that that fist bump, yeah, you you fucking fuck that hyena. That's right, that's right. Which is the next one? What's the next one? And that it was like rewards, bro. It was this reward system that we were giving amongst each other for something that we knew well it was not good for us, bro. But we went along with it because it was it was socially accepted, bro. I remember this 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 North like we know we're doing bad, bro. So broken as people are fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Stealing or doing beating up was bad, but we're so fucking programmed, pissed off, just like fuck, fuck. I remember when I used to get some fights, I wouldn't eat and I would shake. And Christ, throw the first punch, I'd be like, fuck it. I just tell myself, it's your hand, bro. And this, this, this whole thing have a positive outlet. Don't have nothing, bro. Podcast is a little big step, but even if people admit to fucking wrong, bro, this podcast and other podcast people let out their trauma. They even eat their own vomit, eat their own shit, and they just let out a little bit. They couldn't stop caring what people think, bro. They stopped caring and they're yep. like clown and ridicule. They woke up and they just said, you know what, fuck, I don't care anymore. I don't but it's, care. it's a little bit more to that too, bro. I just spent some, bro. But you know what? It's more of the, we didn't, okay, before going into this conversation, I didn't know of, of what you just shared about you. But you know what? I went through that. So maybe you wouldn't disclose that before because you thought that, 
maybe it was only a, a, a few that went through that. Mm-hmm. But as men, bro, most men then you know that then like most men go through that shit, bro. Most men go through go, go through that phase of like you know being sexualized mm-hmm. and being being like being you know having that fantasy and that fucking wanting to get more, just like a drug, bro. Wanting more and 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 the porn yeah. just fucking um makes it that much more fucking um wild and you know what I mean? It's like they. They want to re- reenact those fucking things with us, with mm. with their you know significant other. Ruins things. But once you do that, it, it, bro, it, it's a fucking disease, bro. Mm. Because once you notice that when you're actually doing it with your spouse or whatever, it's not the same thing because right. they might not be into that shit, and you have it in your mind. Well, I want to do it through the back. Why doesn't she let me? Well, motherfucker, how about they do it to you through the back, homie? How, do you like that? Maybe some hyenas don't like that. Yeah. You know, but porn, you know, puts that emphasis on it. Right. Puts that put puts makes it more more than what it actually is. I remember a hyena. I was with you, bro. I said, "Oh, just stop." It's like, all right. She was a Surenian girl from Santa Street. I picked up at home. But she fell in love with me. And I she was some dude from 18th Street. At the end of the day, we were two. Just looking for a quick fucking party. And she thought I got her pregnant. I'll cure the kid. And... Happened and she got rid of it. It was like I just thought in my head, like for the colonization or what happened. this day, and I think Catholic Church a lot of lose my fucking haters, and I tell people I'm gonna need straight up. Either accept it or you don't. People trip out on that, but. You know, like the biggest thing that I was in was alcohol and drugs. Pit. Like, I'm over that shit, bro. And I don't have to be. I still struggle with food. You know, a little bit with violence. Buffalo meat that I did and taco salad. Pornography, bro. Sometimes you don't have a high night. That's a hard one. Military government doesn't care on your own. You know, like picking up books, bro. You don't do that no more. Okay, well, you know, we're not at your follows. What the hell, bro? When you just want to fuck. That's why it's easier to get at a prostitute. Yeah, I'm That's just keeping true. it. No oh, it's place. true, bro. It's true. No other place. You know, if it becomes that you need it off, and having sex with somebody's like throwing out the, you don't want to do it, but you need to. And it's like yeah. I can a woman that she wanted me to her out, eat her out, and all that stuff, and I said, what? I can't do that. I'm trying to heal. 
But I told her, I told her straight up. And I didn't hook up with her, bro. And I went and hollered at some other But you got to feed the beast, bro. We have to dinner. And you got to feed it something. I mean, to a certain extent, it's natural, bro. It's a, nat a natural, you know, response from your body that you need it. You know what I mean? But to a certain extent, it needs to be controlled, bro. And that 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 loss of control is what we're we're, we're we need, bro. We need, we need to gain that control back. My dad had the Playboy Channel. I walked in on, and I see a fucking white girl with stud missile. Bro, this was like eighty four, eighty five, bro. The Playboy Channel, I think, just came out during that time. Cable. I remember they had a pornography magazine in a tennis outfit. This was like. 90s, like 89, 90. And she had lifting up her shirt. She had these big old botas. And I, bro, I'm not even 13. And I felt like this big shock in my body. I'm probably eight or nine, homie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember when the garbage cans were made out of metal. They were like, they would pick up stuff. And oh, yeah. Uh -huh. or, or they used to have those big ones. It was like 10, no? Yeah. Okay, it was for that, and they left the, the trash was off the top. They left the porno magazine on top, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Wow, what is this?" And I thought this little shock to my body. wow, this girl had some tits, and I didn't couldn't understand, bro. Mexican Heiner from Jalisco. Her cousin once got a portal fixed and put it in. Watching their uncle let it out on the fucking coffee table and bro get fucked. She's a hardcore cat. And I try to get at her. She's not that bad looking. Or from maybe I can fuck her too. And she all hearing and everything. What am I? What what's going on? When you're vulnerable, people keep taking advantage of you. It's like I think the gang thing comes out as weak. I'll just do and I'll just do that. So I don't think I'm weak. But yeah, pornography is fucking. You get caught up in that. Since 1492, he was out. Fucking out of loop, and we're suffering from this. They're fucking suffering, bro. I people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, any last words, bro? About the whole the whole topic of beliefs, bro? Before we wrap it up. Yeah, I just want to say, um, media is very powerful, and. Honestly, I do think uh, hopefully they're watching. This was my first spiritual experience for 2020. You know, if you, if you want to believe, that's fine. I'm there, like what I what I believe. I think I was research. 2020 was my thing. 
supposedly we have answered in the Aquarius of the female divine leaderships the feminine energy information and that was my ship I started to um think about these honestly I I think, I think Rasa but I think the, the the like sort of was saying like as people like the younger them the younger they are the more smart so I, I am seeing and everybody's seeing that a lot of topics are being brought up but I do think we still basis for us you know congratulations Thank you for my brother here. But thank you, bro. Oh, gracias a ti, bro, for your time, bro. You know, like, this wouldn't be what it is, you know what I mean? This platform wouldn't be, you know, without the, the help of your guys' point of view, you know? Because, you know, like, that would just be me talking and talking here, you know what I mean? Um, but I want to I thank you guys, and uh, I want to encourage both of you brown men to, to start your own platform, bro. Because the more platforms we have and with what you like, with what you do, you can push that, I want to say agenda, but push that knowledge to your immediate circle, bro. And they will push their knowledge of what they're into in the, in the, in, in the form of a platform. And let's just continue and encourage the next one, that, the people that are listening to us, bro. Let's encourage them to start their their own platforms because we all have a voice, bro. We all have to, if, if, if we feel fearful that someone might judge us by how we speak, I feel like, and I don't give a fuck at this point. Mm. I don't sound like, I feel that I'm, I'm educated, bro. But I come out as like, you know, like this Chicano from the barrio, whatever. And I don't give a fuck, bro. At this point, I say certain words like Yubo and all this, and I give I give not a fuck, bro. Oh yeah. Because I know where my mind's at. I know I know the stuff that I've acquired through through living, through what I've you know gone through in life. I know that I'm valuable in what I acquired as knowledge. I may not you know spew it out in the in the form that that people that have gone to you know majored in in, in communications and shit like that, so they they're able to 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 a to um, to basically say say it more proper, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? With with more of that literature or whatnot. But see, that's what makes people scared of starting their own platform because they feel that it has to be a certain way. You you have to use certain words, or or if not, then you're not valid. Mm -hmm. Your point's not valid. Your view's not valid. Right. But nah, we all are valuable in in our own way, bro. And we need to encourage people mm -hmm. to start their own platforms because you two. Brown men are are very valuable and and knowledgeable and and you guys need to mm -hmm. have a fucking platform, man. Bro, that's the platform. I think we need more of that. Thank you. I'm honored, bro. For sure, man. That's right. Was there any last words? Um, against all odds. Yeah. All ops? I would for everybody out there have a voice and don't ever give up. Remember, teachable. Mm -hmm. 
courage. If you need help, ask until you receive that help. But don't take no for an answer. A positive mind is a productive If you have to breathe, if you have to be in the ancestors, remember it's because of your ancestors. And negative, negativity is all around. Make sure you remember the negatives and positive and breathe. That's it, that's all. That's right, bro. Muchas gracias to you too and to everyone that, that joined in the live and everyone that was listening. Um, next week is going to be another dope um, topic and uh, I, I, I hope people can relate to this next one and I hope a lot of people can relate to this one, the belief system, because we live with uh, certain beliefs that uh, we need to break. We need to break a lot of chains and it takes talking, it takes It takes re reflecting. It takes a lot of stuff that we don't usually stop and think about, and we need to. We need to. We need to. We need to reflect on a lot of our uh, choices that we've made in life and why we made them, and, and correct that shit. Because we are all, we are the the masters of our own lives. If if we don't correct our own mistakes, we're 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 expecting for the world to correct it, and the world's only gonna you know react on how you do things. It's not going to cater to you. You need to cater to yourself. And with that, with that said, gracias to everyone that joined in. This is Brown96 with another session of Shed So Many Tears. Muchas gracias to everyone. And buenas noches and to everyone that congratulated me. Muchas gracias. And uh, let's continue with the fight. What else can we do? Gracias. Gracias.